35. Here's what you missed last week, I want to hear that ginger that you're you're sparking up there with some paprika. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry. Face off? Maybe I'll interrupt another segment. No, no, no. You did. Hey, dick me. Face off or total recall? Dick me! Ooh. Now, look. Right now, you're listening to a quality program. Tweet us at the podcast. Let the underscore podcast on. I'm curious to get your dick on it. Tell us to shut the fuck up. Dick me! Matt! Oh my gosh. I admire your garlic sauce. Tweet us. At the underscore podcastle. At nerd.35. No. Turn down Two people doing this podcast invented it. Oh my gosh. Wait, is it the podcast? Like the underscore podcastle. Oh my gosh. It is like fucking bonkers. Kumsay, Kumsay. Oh my gosh. Come on, who got it? Shut the fuck up. Get your dick on it. We are here with a guy named Bob. He is going to tell us all about the Civil War. He is like this, like his kind. We don't say last name because he's like a mystery. But he's here to talk to us about a thing called history. As oh he gosh. looks in astronomy, he likes the stars. But he also likes a little more Truman and Civil War. All right, we are here with Bob. Good. And uh, good. Bob, just Bob. Ready to, thank you. Good to see you, man. We've been trying to do this for a while. It's, uh, Sorry for the delays on my end. Oh, no, no. By all means, I just caught up in the thread, and I understand there was some technical difficulties, so I don't want you to burn the house down, so we're just going to jump right into the history. The question that the world is thinking right now is Benjamin Harrison. Who was he? <laughs> what were his wants? What were his needs? And who is he? Benjamin Harrison. Dick me! Yes, Jonathan. Benjamin Harrison. See, John has that same question, too. Oh, my gosh. The president of the United States. Oh, was he one really? of the? He's one of the lesser knowns. I feel like these guys are the third-string punters of the United States presidential guys. You have like everyone knows Lincoln, everyone knows Truman, you know Reagan, you know Bush, Washington. But then you have guys like James Garfield, who could write Greek and Latin at the same time, ambidextrously. And Benjamin what? Harrison. And I feel like these guys get no love. Bob, were they just mediocre guys? Or they, what was the deal? Is Benjamin they, Harrison like the Charles Barkley, like great but no real accolades? No. He was like the the Matt Clark of the Eagles, the guy that was cut before the season in 2005. But he still oh held gosh. a roster position. Yeah, he... he... Basically, he was president in the late 1800s or the late uh, 1880s, early 1890s. And those people on the street really can't name a lot of those presidents because the power of the executive branch had been weakened by that point uh, Hmm. through you you the impeachment of Johnson. And then you had a lot of scandals with Grant and uh, I like your hot dog. Rutherford Hayes and. Uh, and the executive branch had weakened. You had this unbelievable capitalist, you know, this movement of capitalism and the economy was booming and 
uh, industry was, that was driving everything at that time. And it really wasn't until Teddy Roosevelt came on about 10 years after Benjamin Harrison that Theodore. you had, you oh, had the, what the, the, the reassertion of the executive branch there. So. <laughs> you know everything about history, and I, and I like, go ahead, John, my, so, my, my dick. Teddy Roosevelt, Bob, that's who you're talking about? Yeah. Was he like one of the top five overall presidents? Top ten, maybe. Eh, yeah, not top five. I'd say top ten. Okay. He could he could get oh a little out gosh. ahead of himself. A little yeah. bit. The uh, trust buster. Kumbay, yeah, but if you look at certain things he did, uh, you know, with the national park system and and you know, maintaining and preserving our 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 natural wonders of the nation, if you want to call them that, you know, and Oh really? So, yeah, yeah. he was, he was a big outdoorsman. DiCaprio is going to be playing him in an upcoming uh, biopic. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, which I'm excited about. Oh and anything about Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt, was uh, he was kind of put in place as a vice president. And after uh, McKinley was assassinated, he came in and the banks and the big business thought, ah, we'll just give him a vice president job because they're powerless because he was very anti-big business. And then he was thrust in the center stage and was like, Trust bustering, and we're going to do this. So it kind of backfired against J.P. Morgan and these guys. Oh, yeah. yeah they put him Whoa. in as vice president, so he couldn't really hurt anything. Because back right. then, president, that was they don't do what vice presidents do today. They're not as nearly as involved. There was like a third tit. They're not yeah. like vice Sounds presidents now, who or even former vice presidents now, who are <laughs> calling no, out current presidents guy. on the front lawn to fight. How great would that be? I mean, uh, Biden would knock him out in one punch, wouldn't he? Oh like, yeah. Trump it has would, no power behind any punch. That dough it'd be the worst. It'd be the worst fight ever. But I would pay a lot of money to see it. <laughs> right. Oh, how can how can that happen? Like it oh, has God. to happen. I mean, I know it won't, but like. Is there anything that could possibly make it happen? Trump gets. I say they do a pay per view, make it a hundred dollars a pop, and all the money goes oh, to yeah. wounded veterans. Yes. Now there's a there's a book that Bob has read and recommended, which I've purchased through Amazon. I haven't read it yet, but it's about it's the biographical it's the biography of President Harry S. Truman, who little known fact listeners Harry S. Truman the Ford the thirty third president. Ford was thirty. Yep, thirty third. You're right. Thirty third. His his middle name was S, and it didn't stand for anything. It was just Harry S. Truman. Oh, it's like my dad when he got arrested. He pretended he had oh my a middle gosh. name because his friend in front of him had a middle name, and he thought he had to have a middle name. And he was like, "Well, I guess my mom just never never gave me a middle name." So <laughs> my dad made up his middle name and has been using it ever since. What Dick is me. it? What's the name? Robert. Dick me. Robert. Jeff, it's Jeff Crackle Barrel. My brother is Jeffrey Robert Hassinger Jr. Although if you check the birth certificates, he's not really a junior. (laughs) That's amazing. If you check the Willow Grove jail records, you'll see there's a. It'll pop. So Harry Truman, this is really interesting, Bob. Harry Truman is your favorite president in history. Yeah, I. Deservingly I, so. I just, I'm so curious. I'm so curious of why. I, I, I can't believe I didn't know this. I've, actually, I Bob, think, you probably told me, but it was after like 19 beers and it never stayed. Yeah, and you were just worried about getting laid. Right. We've had a lot of conversations. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, private. Remember, we, we may have <clears throat> discovered some like cures for diseases, but we were too drunk to write them I, down. 
I love drunk conversations, but when they're about history, because you have guys get passionate about stuff that they wouldn't in a daily day. Like, no, you need to fucking check yourself about the League of Nations. That shit would have been good. You know, it, it's like great. Like, there's no real threat behind it, but it's funny. Woodrow Wilson was on some great. It was just yeah. great. It was great. It was about it wrong. It Alexander it wrong. Hamilton was the greatest president ever. Well, he's not a president. Well, he's on a $20 bill. He must have been. He must have been. J- James Monroe was not only the father of the Constitution. He was the father of your dad. Because <laughs> Can't be going to no wood him, shop. The dollar would have depreciated. And you're like, all right, man, let's take this outside. Fucking Burr style. Bitches. Yeah, let's write about facts. Was James Ma- wait, was James Monroe the father of Constitution or James Mad? It was James Madison. Madison, yeah. Madison, number four. He wrote the he wrote a lot of the Federalist Papers. Uh, My but a lot of stuff. I admire your coriander like like none other. I the, thought uh, Jefferson and Adams wrote the majority of the Constitution. Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> the architectures. And and they all they all Adams didn't really have much input. And, you know, he he didn't write a lot of it. His ideas were incorporated and he had a say, but it wasn't he wasn't one of the authors. It was, you know, a lot of Jefferson, Madison, Madison, very heavily. He was more of the intellectual of the group. I'm so glad we're getting into this and we're talking about Truman because I I, I needed to get this history hour out of my system for weeks. And it's spilling. It's been spilling over into personal life to where, like, I'll write a to do list at work and it's like the articles of Clark Federation and I've been writing with like a plume pen like <laughs> some 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 girl today was like can I request like another uh, computer monitor and I'll be like I would be happy to ascertain and acquiesce your request to the next quarter mat and they're like you really need to like get out more uh, the present thing is spilling all over the place. You're bringing parchment, giant pieces of parchment. Right, right. These huge messy inkwell parchment. I can't write I'm writing in a font of papyrus. Yeah. Papyrus font. The uh, so Harry Harry S. Truman, Bob. Why is he like your favorite? I'm so curious to to really get into it. I just like where he where he how he came about. I mean, the guy was you know, and you had other presidents like this, but he was a haberdasher in uh, in Missouri, and he uh, what is comes through. There, I believe that's a hat maker. Oh, oh, they were big back then. Yeah, they were huge. Yeah. Uh, 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 Nantucket. Now, his, his, his presidential library is Independence, Missouri. Gotcha. Have you been to the presidential library of Mr. Truman? I have not. I have not. He, you know, and, and you know, he fought in World War I. Uh, he was an artillery commander. Uh, and then kind of barely sort of, you know, halfbacks into politics. And... You know, oh ends up getting on the ticket on, I believe it was Roosevelt's fourth term that he died in. Fourth term? Okay. Yeah. They didn't have term back then. That was the end of the term limits was, was President Roosevelt. Yeah, uh, it was towards the beginning, and I think uh, they brought Truman on as vice president just in that term. He hadn't been on the entire time since the election in 1932 where he beat Hoover. Get out of here. Oh, so Harry Truman is playing a game of cards. Uh, at the Capitol, oh, regular black jacket. In, uh, in the basement. Regular they're, they're having their drinks, playing cards, and he gets word that Jim Rubby. He gets he gets word that hey, you need to get to the White House immediately. Uh, something big has happened, and instead of getting in his car, I don't know if you've ever walked from uh, the the Capitol to the White House. 
Oh, I don't walk anywhere. I'm an alcoholic. I, I remember the time I was cool. there when I was seven years old. The whole thing seemed like a lot of walking. Yeah. Well, little did you know that yeah. Roosevelt, they didn't, they didn't tell him they weren't sure the phones were secure. So they didn't tell him that Roosevelt had died in Warm Springs, Georgia. So he leaves the Capitol building, starts walking out of the Capitol building. Here you have the guy that's going to the White House and he doesn't know he's about to be sworn in as president of the United States. Oh, and he's, towards, eventually he that's does That's amazing. But there's Roosevelt? no security, no nothing. There's nothing, you know, and he goes into the White House, yeah. and that's when he learns Roosevelt just died. Yeah, no, like, no Secret Service is oh like escorting him there. Yeah. He's just strolling down the street. Like if that it happened was a different today, time. he'd have been dead in five steps. Yeah. It was a very different time, and Roosevelt's last words were, I have a terrific headache, yeah. and uh, he, he died of a, of a stroke, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had, a, he had a blood vessel blow up in the back of his head. Oh. And, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. He went pretty now, quick Truman is interesting because he brought in the he, – he, he reined in the atomic air with the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki with uh, oh Batman and little – boy, boy. Little boy. And uh, some people say we did it to scare the Russians. I think we did it to save a million troops if you yeah. ask me. Yeah, we did it to save a million. We did it to save American lives and quite honestly Japanese lives they because they were being trained to fight to the last man. They were training women and children. True, you know, how to stab American soldiers and, you know, where to get them with the bayonet and everything. And the the invasion, we're getting ready for the invasion. And, you know, we, the early estimates were, you're, you're talking at least in the initial wave, 250,000 Americans probably would lose their lives. Just in the yeah. initial wave. That invasion is compared to 30,000 or whatever it was. Um, it's the right, it was the right move to do, yeah, historically absolutely. speaking. And I never thought about that, though, to save Japanese lives. Because they were trained like, uh, like Hitler would, would, you know, move regiments on this map that didn't exist. Like, just kill them, last man. Won't, everybody was expensive. Uh, so to do that is pretty interesting. Fat and man Truman and little boy. They were the names man, of the bomb. <laughs> you, but isn't that you, funny? It's fat man Americans, little boy Asians. It's it's like Trump and North North Koreans, uh, North Korea's Kim Jong Un, fat man and little boy. It's kind of what that is. <laughs> Much. Right, same thing. Can you explain uh, Dewey defeats Truman? The historical photograph is really cool, man. Yeah. Well, back then, yeah, they, they, Dewey was ahead in the polls. And the newspaper, I think it was the Chicago Tribune that Truman's holding up. I believe so. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. they That newspaper went to print, and those guys went to bed. They... They mm -hmm. called it too early, and Dewey oh, no Truman, had the, Truman had some of the lowest ratings of a president oh ever. Gosh. He was in the low twenties. Oh uh, shit! Is that true? Wow! And he went on this whistle stop shit. tour where he just he got on a train and uh, and just went around to you know the heartland of America and really connected with people, and that's probably what put him over the edge. He was very relatable, I think, when people met him. He wasn't your typical politician who was, you know, grandiose and kind of sucked all the air out of had that presence. But he, he was more relatable and more of a common man's, I think, president than more so than some of the other guys. And that's he got a hold of that newspaper. And that's after they had just Amazing. told him, you're going to win here. The Electoral College is coming in for you. And that newspaper had already gone to print. I just See, I that am that uh, picture to you guys, Dewey, Dewey holding up. Dewey yeah. defeats Truman headline yeah. there on the Facebook. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. I have a weird feeling if we were at that time during the last presidential election yeah. at 8.30 p.m., they would have been like, Hillary's got it. It's over. Clinton it's over. Again in the White House. Yeah. Go to bed. 
Now, Truman yeah. died in the early 70s, 72, I believe. Yeah, him and it's kind of it's weird. Him and LBJ. Yeah, John. Nixon swearing in. I think they died like a couple weeks apart. Right. Yeah, it's the very interesting. Time, yeah, the last time they were both seen in public was Nixon when Nixon was sworn in as president. I, I am fascinated with presidents after not so much today, like Obama and everything. All that's cool. But presidents after their presidency of what they do, a lot of them speak. Right. They do different things. They have constant secret service. It's really interesting to see like what they did after that, like like Eisenhower, and uh, it's, you yeah. know it's it, and what did so Truman? What did he do in his his November of his years? Uh, they were a lot. Uh, Truman went back home, and it was weird. Missouri. When, he, when he had left uh, Missouri, when he left Providence, uh, there were no traffic lights there, and when he went back, he didn't understand traffic lights, so he was oh, driving. Right. Traffic oh, my lights. oh my gosh! The wow. local were freaking out, oh and at gosh. that time they didn't have. They didn't have Secret Service details for uh, past presidents. So him and his wife actually decided, let's go on a, a cross-country trip. Uh, That's amazing. And they just got in their car and drove across the country. And every town they were hitting, people were recognizing him in the car. So every town they were hitting was really frustrating the local police. Oh, and sure. It was, he was causing a big stir, you know. Yeah, right. He wasn't right. trying to do that. He's just, he's just trying to be a regular guy driving. Doesn't work that way after this this post presidency. Yeah, his I wife like gave him a hard time about paparazzi. Yeah, right. His wife even gave him a hard time about mowing the grass, and he hated mowing the grass for whatever reason. As we all dick. She it. kept on him. She kept on him. You know, hey, you gonna mow this weekend? Mow this weekend? He's like, it's getting long. And finally, he, you know, he's got an undershirt on, and you know, is whatever. You know, there's high pants back yeah. then, <laughs> and. He's mowing his lawn on Sunday morning as people are walking to church, and as and that's how he that's how we ever got out of mowing the lawn again. He's <laughs> doing that again. That's his so wife funny. was mortified that here's the former president out there mowing the lawn, just waving to people as they're going by. Hey, what's going on? You know, I it's did. so amazing what a married man with children will do to find oh. alone time. Like getting an oil change is something that I pushed off. I would push it off with my dad's voice in my ear for months. But now that I know yes. that gives me like three hours of like, I could just walk down the street while they change my yeah. oil. I'm looking Maybe forward my to getting it. Not. You love it. You got to do it. Maybe walk uh, across I, train I, tracks at a bad time. Right. At the wrong side of the tracks. And Patrick Swayze from the outsiders comes out and says, no jazz before the rumble. And you just pull your pants. Cause that's fucking wild. The, uh, I earmarked this, point bob i don't know if you want to speak to this effect but your grandmother actually saw uh harry president harry s truman in the flesh yeah she this is an amazing story man i don't know the details of it i'm gonna have to ask her next because maybe still... you're like a, a maybe something happened backstage that we don't get into and you're like a relative true she couldn't say anything that because uh, because my grandfather was there but right maybe you're like you know, Bob Truman. She said, "I." She said, "I think." She, I think the context was she saw him in a parade when he came, he came to Philly to speak uh, when he was president. And she said she was right along the side of the road and she saw him go by in the car. And she commented on what you know he seemed like a very handsome man. He was a good-looking dude. He was, I mean, a, a enriched, um, heroic kind of looking guy. Like yeah. uh, esteemed, and I guess is the word. Yeah, and he wasn't. They weren't. He wasn't wealthy, and I think one of his biggest contributions. You know, you can you can talk about the uh, You can talk about when he fired uh, General MacArthur, who was kind of going off the rails with North Korea, uh, the, the the Korean War. But yeah, then you had, ask you about uh, that. 
the White House was literally falling apart underneath him when they moved in. Yes, been, rats. It was all the what? original uh, timber and wood that they used when they Termites? rebuilt it. Termites. When it was finished in 1818. No, what happened was Dicks. the White House, obviously, when they when after it got burned down in 1814, they finished it in, I think, like 1817 or 1818. So they, you know, big timber, you know, cross boards, cross joints and everything. And so – through the years, as you know, they developed plumbing and wiring and uh, you know bell services. They're drilling through all these timbers and slowly weakening it. Oh. And obviously, by the 1940s, it's the same stuff that Lincoln was walking on. In that. that's not stable. That's that's unhe- that's unhealthy to the it's architectural like oh digest of a house. Yeah. And Truman's daughter, her uh, the leg of her Can't piano, be going in a hood shop. Uh, the floor. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's her- time to fix it up. Kind of yeah. an embarrassment to the presidential family. Yeah. 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 Truman was afraid to get in his bathtub because he's, he said, I'm afraid that I'm going to get my bathtub and the tub's going to come crashing through the ground. And that, uh, that, and that happened during Taft's presidency. The president's going to be sitting there naked in front of like the Marine Corps band. Right. Chief. Imagine if that happened with Howard Taft. That kind yeah, of yeah. infrastructure damage is happening. Bob, I hate to jump all around, but you mentioned MacArthur and his firing of MacArthur. And that's a very interesting part of history. I'm a big fan of MacArthur. Um, for his military career. And I want to ask you, do you think MacArthur, when he was let go, if they gave him more tools to finish the job in North Korea, uh, in Korea, I'm sorry, uh, that would have been done? Or what, was it was it the right call MacArthur had to be pulled out of there? He was getting opinion? to a point He was getting to a point where he was being insubordinate with the president, with Truman. Him and Truman did not get along. He oh, didn't like it. Really? He didn't. He didn't respect Truman. He actually wanted to lay down uh, at the 38th parallel that exists today. He wanted to lay down radioactive waste. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Wow. Make sure everything stays separate. And I think there was that and a few other things, just him being insubordinate. Truman, it broke. It it was a straw that broke the the, atomic energy. Bob, what do you mean he wanted to lay down radioactive waste? Like he wanted to pour it on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a wall of it. So you, know, you, you can't get near it. It's not something you're going to be able to climb over and get to the other side. Not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, and it would stop an invasion. Sure. Oh, wow. Huh. Sounds well, like uh, Tyrion It would hurt both sides, though. Winds change. the Battle of Blackwater Bay. Yeah. yeah. It's in the river you're so, trying to sail in on. Reminds yeah. me of the Okeechobee Greenness. Yeah, yeah, for him to do that, uh, in subordination to the president, no matter how great a military career is, it's time for you to be uh, reprimanded. You can't. You can't do that. You know. Yeah, you can't do that to commander in chief. And it's like you know, Patton. Disrespect. Patton also. Truman also kind of had to tamp Patton down afterwards because he's like, you know, let's just keep rolling through the Soviet Union. You know, let's keep Pat, rolling through Russia. At battle this point. the bulge. Yeah, he. Hey. He wanted. He wanted big time to just keep rolling through because he knew they were going to be the enemy, and Truman did too. But by that point, it was too late. You know, we weren't going to fight after fighting World War Two. Then we're going to go fight the Soviets. Right. No, not happen. It feels like it feels like we sent in like our bench team to go handle the Cold War because, God, right. it's been like Can't World War Two, Vietnam, like fuck. Hooray. Bob, I want to ask you, and I'm not going to apologize for jumping around because I already am giving hand jobs to pay for all these debts I owe for apologizing. Yeah, yeah, the you show. already have two fines but, tonight. I wanted to lay But down. I have a lot to oh ask you because I, we haven't done the uh, history hour in so long. We, we went through a stretch, listeners, where we did like two or three a week, end of December through January. And we haven't had it in a while, so I've got a lot of burning questions. But you mentioned Patton. That's right. And I want to ask you is Patton to America, to the U.S.? as Rommel was to Germany in Africa during World War II. Because you have two of their top generals down there 
in the shitstorm. What do what do you think about that? Is that all fake? Rommel, you magnificent bastard! I read your book. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> the from Desert Pat. Fox. Yeah, the Desert good Fox. Flex, you too. magnificent a good, bastard. That's a good uh, flex. George Desert S. Patton Fox. movie. Yeah, you know, I honestly don't know a whole lot about Rommel. I mean, I know I I I know vaguely what he's involved in, and you know, kind of the forty thousand foot view. But I don't know uh, what. Uh, Who's Rommel? I, I guess Rommel was a German uh, commander general. Who did it? Who was kicking our ass in Africa? Oh, there you Let's go. Get you the loot for Rommel. Oh, during World War Two. Yeah. And what did Patton yeah, do? Yeah, the Desert Fox shut him down. Patton died right yeah, after Patton beat World him. War Two. Patton beat him because Patton read about him and studied him and could almost like predict him. So not not dissimilar to how Napoleon and uh, you know a lot of the the leaders studied other previous wars because the warfare was still relevant and kind of try to anticipate their next move uh almost like in a, in a game of like risk you know you're trying to anticipate their move Chess. and studying on them which is interesting because in, and we've spoken about this world war one oh. a lot of these oh countries anticipated the enemy's moves based on previous warfare but all the tactics have changed yeah so George like the, it was it was the first modern war but then George when you get Washington. to world war two at the european theater and, and everything like that Everyone's so – they're much more in tune with each other, and it really was just a bloodbath in so many cases. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Like so evenly matched, it was like everyone dies. I mean to a degree, the, the – uh, when you talk about Truman, he was a two-term president, right? Yeah, he served out the rest of uh, 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 Franklin uh, Roosevelt's term, and then he ran – Technically, he's a term and a half. Okay, so it was like a Gerald Ford kind of. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he. I'd have to go back and look at that. I, it's been a while since I've read that book, honestly. It's amazing. Um, I'm excited to read it because. Uh, together, but it's the best book I've ever read. That's a, see to say really? that and have the knowledge you do with the history is. And all the it's got to be read. biblical almost with that. Actually, no, he was a two-term president because Eisenhower. Oh, Fifty-two, right? I, yeah. He would have to be. He would have to be a term and a half almost because. Yeah. Uh, Roosevelt was reelected in 44. Yes. And then passed away in 45. April of 45. Truman took over that reign, ran it through, ran again, and then in 52, Eisenhower came in yeah. for two terms. Yeah, and so Eisenhower Eisenhower won. What do you think of Eisenhower as a president? I mean, I know he was elected a lot based on Dwight being D. a hero. But was uh, do you like Ike is the question? Do you yeah, like Ike? I do. I do. Okay. I, I'm with Ike. He's, you know where he's from, Bob? Well, we're going to be at a bed and breakfast with all the kids over Christmas. He, he's Get, on the Gettysburg? battlefield pretty yeah. much at Gettysburg. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Wow. There you go. You know, in the newspaper, the <clears throat> on, in uh, the alternate 1985 and Back to the Future, there's a newspaper <laughs> laying on the ground, and it says Nixon to seek fifth term. Oh, oh does it really? <laughs> I've never picked happen. up on that. Yeah. I noticed that today because I was like, I yo, this country awesome. is turning into what they predicted in Back to the Future 2, where like the laws yes. are all like just kind of like out the yeah, window. Trump is Trump is Everyone's like Everyone's just what? ignoring Biff, anything like other Biff than what's Tannen. convenient. Yeah, Biff Tannen was just the mayor. Biff Tannen is our president now. <laughs> that is so true. That's such yes. a good parallel. It's too perfect. Scary. Bob, you're going to be heading uh, to uh, Talladega next month. Let's slacker. 
Indeed. And yeah. that is uh, the South. I know you're very familiar with the South. A lot yeah. of Civil War history there. We yes. spoke about Gettysburg quite a bit. Have you been to some Civil War battlefields in the South where the where the Dixie Boys were called the shot? The where the, where, where the where the Southern yeah the War of Northern Aggression where the the Southern Dixcrats. I bet you some up. of the Southerners call the Civil War uh, Spygate. <laughs> <laughs> Just put out, you know, like in their eyes, we yeah. cheated. Yeah. Lincoln, Lincoln's emails yeah. were corrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lincoln. Well, just like Lincoln says, don't ever trust anything you read on the internet. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Wikipedia <laughs> is not a valid source. Abraham Lincoln, June 6, 1862. Yeah, it was right before he got shot. Right before that. But have but, you visited Civil War battlefields down there in the south? There's there's one Kennesaw Mountain battlefield that the that the sure. and the Confederates clashed at when uh, – Obviously, when Sherman was marching down here and a couple of his detachments ran into some of the Confederate outer upper lines. Um, I honestly, though, I, I really want to go to Andersonville, the Confederate prison down here. That's, oh, yeah. That's in the middle of nowhere, though. So you almost have to really you, you got to make a real effort to get out and do it. Is that still uh, pretty well preserved? Going on maintained? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's pretty that's pretty dope. Yeah. I think they're still uh, they're still locating r- remains every now and then, too. No oh, shit. Uh, I think when it rains, when they get a hard rain, too, it pops some of that stuff starts popping up again. Wow. Um, but, yeah, mostly the stuff I've been to is, you know, the big ones in Virginia, you know, Manassas. Uh, You've been to Manassas? Manassas. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Manassas. Yeah, that's actually the I've never been. I think that's awesome. There's yeah, parts right. of the battlefield that look very similar to how it looked in that day, and they've preserved it. I mean, across the, the crisscross fences and all that stuff. Yeah, that and how they have these. Makes uh, you want to jump? They had a giant rail line and an elevated rail line that they never finished that they dug out. And it's where the Union Army charged up to meet the Confederates and the Confederates were really just shooting down on them from 15 feet up. That's They had an L train going on there? Yeah. Andersonville. Wow. Andersonville Prison. There's a picture of a man, a Union oh, yeah. Army soldier, barely alive, who survived this prison in Georgia on his release that, in May of 1865. I swear to you. Not only is he missing kneecaps, but you can see his leg Shit. bones and where oh my they gosh. connect. Like, he looks like a skeleton yeah. person. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I got to be honest. Talking to Bob about... Talk, he oh, my gosh. Talking Talk to Bob about serious. Civil War stuff, it's the equivalent, like, of a guy, <laughs> of, like, a bunch of kids camping out, and, like, some old man comes out and tells him a ghost story, and you're like, no, what happened next? I need to know. I know. You can listen to the old day, man, really. And I could stop you just, him after every sentence, and that... Last like fact, you can Stays take down you. another three hours. Oh, another rabbit hole, Bob. You could do a podcast yeah. on the shitter with your phone and get I more should, subscribers. Right. Start doing. Yeah, start. you should. No, you I would shit yeah. story with Bob. Yeah. You talk. Hold about, on a second here. I got to mute this. I got, I got one coming I, out. I got a flush. I'll play it for the fans. <laughs> Let's You've been to uh, Appomattox as well, the courthouse. I've not. I've not been okay. Appomattox. I've I been wonder. To, uh, I've done the whole Manassas battlefield because he had first and second bull run there. I've been to Gettysburg. Where else have I been? I've been to parts of Chancellorsville. Chancellorsville is hard to get to. I've oh, been Chancellorsville, to, yeah. been to parts of that, but I've been to Harper's Ferry. No shit, you've been Harper's there? Ferry. Wow. Harper's Ferry looks like it's actually still frozen in time. It's really neat. That's amazing. Battle of Bull Run, sh- Bob. There's one and two. Yeah. And they're called different names. Yeah, Manassas. Side you're on. Right. Depending on the Confederate or Union side. 
Thanasis was uh, Isn't it funny the south. They couldn't even agree on like, yes. what they would right. use to name the battles. No, no, no. We're gonna use the uh, yeah. the railroad. No, no. We're gonna use the river. Let's just use the fucking use the river. of water. They're gonna be there forever. Uh, thy river runs through it. Well, that's, uh, you know, Link, Link oh could gosh. hear the Manassas battle from from the White House. I mean, he heard he could hear Gettysburg. That's amazing. You've said that before, and I think that's amazing. And, and you mentioned something and, uh, last week, Bob. Just we were talking about. We were to, I know, right? We were talking about Gettysburg, and you mentioned you need a good two, three days in the park to experience the full magnitude and gravity of of what it is. And I really respect that because a lot of people will just go there for the day and see. The, the memorial, they'll see the little bighorn, they'll be done. But to really understand the three days of battle and the lives lost there and the ground, Gettysburg is huge, by the way, the battlefield. Yeah. You need a few days to really bring that in if you want to get the experience. Am I right? Yeah. Or, I yeah. mean, you said that. It's absolutely massive. I mean, you really? go to a place like you go to a place like Antietam, uh, and you can get through that one day, no problem. And twenty four thousand men died there in about six hours. Gettysburg, you had. Uh, Probably twenty four thousand men, thirty thousand men die there on the first day. So you know how many it, on the first day, Bob? I th I'm not. I don't quote me on that. But the first day was actually the deadliest. No, it's, I think I've heard that. George yeah, right. Smith Patton Jr. Even with AKA all that went Bandito, old blood and guts, the old man. What's oh, Bandito? Pat Sounds... Yeah, Pat yeah. is his nickname. Sounds like something on a menu. I'll take the number four, please, the bandito. That's my wife. I, I don't want that. I'll take the bandito explosion, please. The band yeah, bandito is on your pants. I could, I, I could be wrong about that. Gettysburg, I think the first day, certainly the third day, Pickett's Charge was not the deadliest. Uh, it was... Pickett's it, Charge, the final frontier. The second day. But, yeah, you got to really... And you, you almost got to do one day. You got to stay there as many days as the battle took. Because you do the first as as the soldiers are coming, because it's so it was it was basically almost the entire Union Army and the entire Confederate Army meeting, uh, all at all at once. There were other battles that had more soldiers involved, but this was they were so spread out, they they were they were so the lines were so long that you got to have you got to take you got to do it in three days because there's just so much that happened. There's too much to process, and plus yeah. being at that time with how. More slowly, things moved. I know. Uh, it's like, not a quick, precise. It's, it's very... like any kind of trick play you came up with. You must have been a fucking genius because there was no, there were no hacks. You know, there were no like advancements. It was like you're basically you're throwing rocks at each other. Yeah, yeah. You're and the guns, the powder was so dirty in the guns. You know, if by the, by the time you shot those things, the rifles thirty to 40, thirty-five times, forty times, they're foul. The barrel's been spoiled, so you have to go pick up a dead guy's rifle. Which, and use that. which, in a different way, in a different kind of analogy, shoes. they talk about. There's a debate today whether the military should be more uh, robust and expanded, or cut down but be be more small and precise. Yeah. And if it were my money, I, I want it to be bigger and, and, and bulkier and just keep adding money to that. I don't want to get smaller and more precise. I want larger things to, to crush you if, if need be. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's more prudent in this day and age, even though we're never going to be fighting a, right. a land war like we were you know, 70 years ago. But 
it, it you still want to have the capability. You just don't want to be small yeah, and precise. Like, you want to be big, no, right. You don't want to be big and bulky. You know, like you're turning a, an aircraft carrier and it takes a couple miles. You want to be you want to be oh like gosh. both. The best yeah, of both. Yeah, right. Well put. Are we Kumse, in a Kumse. time where numbers matter? Like, does it matter if we have more soldiers <laughs> than you do? Not it's necessarily. Dick Mothra! It's a Mothra! My room. Who has the largest military boots on the ground wise? Is it China that has the most like troops? I would go with China. I mean, that yeah, doesn't mean probably. shit, really. I but... don't know off the top of my head, though. Nah, yeah. That doesn't mean shit because you can you can wipe out assets uh, right. pretty quickly with precision weapons. strikes. Yeah. They you can, can trip a couple yeah. of F-18s with uh, sidewinders and tomahawks and, and take out radar. I mean, you, you know. Yeah, and even even if we know there's a large collection of troops, we already know that stuff. You know, we'll just go we'll go take them Satellites. out. Absolutely, that's how it works. Yeah. This is how Bob works. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to dive into maybe some Kennedy, maybe some Jackson. It's right. Bob's Barbecue, and it tastes and smells delicious. It's Yummer. his call. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. We will return oculously after this. I killed that. His choices. Well, I, I think he just he blends or confuses the, the theme of a movie with the genre of the movie. So just because it is a, a spy thriller like Mission Impossible – and, uh, and he's going to say that that doesn't qualify compared to Cliffhanger when it's just a different setting and a different <laughs> cast of people. It's, it's, Cliff, it's so Cliffhanger is an action movie from start to finish. If you <laughs> want to go to, if you go to Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible has about 15 right. minutes of action in it. How much? I mean, how every, much? Hold on, Mr. Martin. Answer me this, Clark, if I may. How much, like action time is in cliffhanger why don't we find that out someone can we get one of the interns on that yeah okay yeah intern hey quit blowing me so his shoes are probably a little tight and he got a blister on his foot with a blister this is before the time of uh penicillin to be able to knock out you know any infection. sort of infection and it got infected it got into his blood and he was dead within a week well, how did 24, 25. Who the hell discovered pen like penicillin? When the hell did that come along? Oh, they mentioned it in the podcast I was listening to today about that. What I want to say it was a female. Mary Penicilla? I don't know. No, I'm just making I don't know. Hold on a sec. Go to call. Aren't we on the call now? Oh, okay. Clark's just... may. Oh. Clark always hangs up. I don't understand like, that. Would you... <laughs> I feel like it's just too risky. What if, we don't get the what if we don't get the connection back? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm good. like, yo, like we have it good. Let's just keep it going. It's like yeah. call a timeout when you've scored like 11 points in a row in a basketball game. Yeah, let's yeah. just call a timeout. Well, why? Everybody's hot. <laughs> so... Harry S. Truman, Bob's favorite. He was a hat maker. I believe haberdashery. It's like hats and like other like clothing and all that crap. Haberdashery. I'm a haberdashery. What a great word, haberdashery. Yeah. Uh, fat man and little boy. That's really funny. Those were the bombs. But it also look at a picture up now. Look at uh, two men today. Type in White House Reconstruction and go to images. 
Duke's winning. Just wanted to uh, make sure. I I'm still alive in March Madness. And, uh, oh my gosh, you and you and three other people. Despite, yeah, right. <laughs> I know it was oh like gosh. 17 million people filled it out. And like after the second day, only like 70 people left had a perfect bracket. And yeah. that's like, it's so early. Yeah. Uh, wait, what am I doing here? Um, what Bob search, what white house reconstruction. Oh yeah. And, and then hit images. I'm going to put this at the very end of the show, like after the outro music, just so you know, because yeah. I'm recording it. Just so you know, you haven't said anything. Are you recording right now? Okay. No, yeah. That's fine. So far, everything's fine. Uh, White House Reconstruction, also known as the Truman Reconstruction. Yep. Was a comprehensive dismantling and rebuilding of the... I mean, other than the the skeleton of of a house, doesn't everything just rot away? And unless it's like, uh, doesn't the skeleton also rot away? It was rotting away, and it was it was just they were they were you know drilling holes into it, you know, replacing floors in certain yeah. rooms, putting pipes, putting through electrical wire. They put. They put in like a pulley system of bells and things, you know, back in 1820, 30, so servants could be called. And and it was like they were making upgrades when they had to make an upgrade to the original software, but they didn't. They just kind of like smashed new technology on top yeah. of it. And, you know, the bed couldn't handle the thump. Yeah, because when a, when a president would come in, they would, I want this, I want, you know, Andrew Jackson had running water in the White House. And Franklin Roosevelt had Adam's blessing carved into the mantle in the state dining room after the oh my gosh. reconstruction. Um, what? If you remember, after the War of 1812, when the British set fire to when the was that? White House. Um, and what year did that take place? <laughs> the War of 1812. <laughs> I think it was actually 1814 when the White House was on yeah, fire. Yeah, they burned the White House and the Capitol. Yeah. Did they burn the Capitol too, Bob? The burn marks are still yeah. there. Yeah. The only thing that saved uh, both the buildings was a horrible thunderstorm hit D.C. about two or three hours after the they set fire to it. So it preserved the outer walls of the Capitol and the White House. What? Wow. Like it soaked the wood so it wouldn't burn. Yeah, it wouldn't totally burn. It wouldn't burn as hot as it could have. Because the Octagon House was used as the yeah. presidential residence the for Madison. That's where the Madisons went. So they signed the Treaty of Ghent. Dharma. What is the Octagon House? I, I'm actually not too familiar Sounds with like that architectural history. I've walked past that and never been inside of it. I just I think it was owned by like Dr. Some individual at that time, and he let the president use it while the White House was being worked on. Okay, hmm. but pretty cool. Yeah, I like the fact uh, that it's kind of interesting when when I'm not going to take away from the White House. Reconstruction of Truman because we got a lot of questions, but Roosevelt had the Fine. panel installed in the front of the uh, it is diddling, in front of the desk because he didn't want people to see there's a wheelchair behind there. Yeah, it used to be open where two people could sit. You know, it's kind of interesting yeah. to see that. What? That was a oh. gift from Denmark, right? Uh, from England. England. Oh, England. Wood from the HMS Resolute. I think oh, it was wow. actually given to, given to Benjamin Harrison. 
Oh, wow. Benjamin. See, there you go, Benjamin. BJ? That name yeah. sounds familiar. So we yes. let the show off with. That's <laughs> amazing. Oh, my gosh. Full circle, baby. Oh, yeah. That was Bob, when show, was, wasn't it? When was running water installed <laughs> in the White House? Was it Cleveland? No, I want to say they had a pump system in there for Andrew Jackson in the 18, uh, late no 20s and 1830s. Wow. You had to, you had to pump it up to obviously get the pressure going, but the White House was fed by underground wells, springs essentially, not wells, really? natural springs. Oh, yeah. right. Is that and why they built it there? Yeah, uh, uh, in that specific area, yeah, it was like an old farmland that the an old farm that they just bought from the owners, and and there were some springs there, and that's how they channeled the water into the White House. But the problem with that yeah, is yeah. though, when you get more people living in Washington, and you know, there's really more no poops. sewer system. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all the poops. More backed up. More like McDonald's work. poops because that's what I'm working from home today because of the nausea. And I'm they not think it. it. They think it may have had a hand in in killing a few presidents, possibly you know Tad Lincoln as well. You know, with because uh, you had William Henry, William Henry Harrison, who was only uh, president for a month, gave the long inaugural address in the rain and the cold. And they said that. There's historians that think it could have been the water, and then you know, a de- less than a decade later, you have Zachary Taylor, tough general who dies. Oh, old uh, rough and ready from from straw, but from cherry iced milk and cherries. Yep, rough and ready. Well, that's what yep. they, they, they think today. too. It could have been the water, the water in the White House. And that makes sense. Lincoln. Tad yeah, Lincoln right. died in 1862. Old rough and ready. Lincoln's son. So, now, when, when and really? Polk, I think, even died a few like a few months after he left the White House. Oh, James K. Polk. Yeah. Another lesson known. When Truman uh, redesigned the White House and did a lot of the features, wh- how how long did that, I guess, interior look that way until, I mean, was it until like Kennedy came in and Jackie redesigned it? Or, I mean, the, the, the architectural still remains this, pretty much the same today, right? Did they do any major uh, reconstructions in there since, since uh, Truman? Major no, ones? so what, Tr- what Truman did is basically hollowed the entire house out. Because they had engineers come in and look at it, and they started pulling some wall stuff, some you know, pulling like the drywall off or whatever the equivalent of that would be at that time that was on there that had been okay. there since 1818. Uh, they pulled that out to look oh, to see man. structural supports, and one of the engineers said the only thing holding up the outer walls of the White House is sheer force of habit. Wow, <laughs> that's very dangerous. <laughs> that could have been, <laughs> yeah, that could have been some serious problems. Yeah, wow. that White House if they didn't nip that shit in the bud. So like John, John did the paint in his garage when he moved in for all the dog pee. <laughs> I mean, it's similar. It's not, it's not dissimilar, really. I mean, there's a crawl space Never in the attic. The God knows what's up there. It, Paper bar. Um, it's amazing that they chose to build the White House where they built it. Why oh, would we go to a place that's beautiful? Washington. It was in a swamp. It was George Washington, and he hired Pierre L'Enfant to lay out the whole city. And you know, you have basically the Capitol and the White House are connected, so to speak. You know, down Pennsylvania Avenue, and I and think, Warren G. Harding I uses think, to sneak his girls out in these underground passages from the White House, those underground tunnels. You've seen thirteen days. If any teacher that <laughs> taught me history is still working, uh, they should all be fired because they Last totally week. undersold. George Washington to me. Uh, George Washington was so unbelievably ahead of his time. It was like he was from the future. Like all the 
tricks he made during the war. Like, there's a movie called 300. Genius. It should be called The Revolutionary War because it was like the same odds. But we won. They fucking lost. The Continental Army. Spartans. Fuck the Spartans. How about the Yankees? Washington's counterpart, Cornwallis, during the Revolutionary War was really a battle of two geniuses that were both ahead of their time. And, And America... Just wanted it more. The God was on the side yeah, of man. the of the right side of, of history, in my my belief, because England really should have won on paper. They were like the but most you look advanced at the will of men. military yeah. in the world. Yeah, oh, they so too though. But you know, we had our troops all here on our land. They had to sail. They had to sail their troops over. And normally, the the troops that they were sailing over were weren't their best troops. Show the leader. Oh, right. Leaders. But the troops themselves, they weren't all the best troops. Right. You're talking about Washington's troops. No, I'm talking about You're right. Like they sent over their best guys first and we took them out. We took them out. The other idiots were like, and and they didn't adapt to Stone, uh, to like Swamp Fox kind of uh, tactics. They would still line up in these bright red coats line by line and they're wondering why they're losing the war three years in because of uh, their. their Really, their arrogance in yeah. a lot of ways. Cocky. Britain, the king. They thought George they were going to walk right through. Yeah, Britain Britain didn't – and even after we won the Revolutionary War, we Britain still treated us like a colony. We, we had won our independence in our own eyes, but it wasn't until they got wrapped up in the Napoleonic Wars. Oh, we just ass. That's what no. That's what forced us to get into the War of eighteen twelve against. They wanted again. to reclaim, re- reclaim it, and, and yeah. yeah, a lot in a lot of ways too. The arrogance of them. They still treated us like a lesser brethren after the Revolutionary War, the War of Independence. Of well, you might have lost on paper, but we didn't really concede. We just kind of pulled back, and it wasn't more. a mutual respect. Adams helped further that a little bit, but like Bob said, it wasn't until after that War of eighteen twelve and things like that that they started recognizing as an equal counterpart. The French came over and armed the Indians, the Native Americans, against us. So, yeah. So they started killing a bunch of our people as we're trying to expand westward. And then the British wanted right. to control the trade to France, so they blocked off all of our seaports, and we couldn't do a damn thing about it because we didn't have much of a navy at that time. No, their navy was oh. superior. It was the best so we were in the world. Right. Were so advanced. Yeah. Armadas was like a like an Okeechobee dick. And meanwhile, yeah. Washington has like spies. He has invisible ink. He has this. Von Steuben guy that combined like a sword and a gun. And and it was like we small balled them to death. Yeah, like a Ponce de Leon play in in Okeechobee. Died of a thousand cuts, and then finally they made a mistake, and Cornwallis got blocked in at uh, Yorktown. So, Yorktown, very, yeah, the fabled surrender. Yep. Cornwallis. I just can't believe and, there hasn't uh, been like an amazing movie the or series or trilogy about oh, the Patriot, John. The Patriot. The, I watch it every July Fourth. I watch it every Fourth of July. Yep. It's a, it's boiled down to one man's. It's great. Well, now, there. Yeah, I've said this before. What? I'm sorry. I believe there is a the snow in the Northeast is affecting the satellites at the Podbean headquarters. And I didn't quite hear John. John, we were mentioning Bob and I, the, the film The Patriot, Mel Gibson, directed by Roland Emmerich. And you said you've seen it, I believe, I hope. We pray for the listeners' uh, volume trebles about to be peaked. Never seen it. Diarrhea blasphemous! End the show now. It's right. over. Now, Bob, 
uh, I've said this before. Washington <laughs> and Napoleon, there isn't a proper film on either of them, and that's because it's too expansive. You can't boil down Washington or Napoleon in one film. You, they would need to be a miniseries right. because there's just so much to cover. Or more than that. Right, or a series. Yeah, Washington's tough because he didn't keep a personal diary, and he there wasn't a lot of – there's correspondence right. between him and Abigail and obviously his notes to his generals, but – we don't really. We still don't really know the person, the true person who Washington was. We know what he did, but we didn't right. know. That's true. Couldn't really get into his head like we can with Abraham Lincoln, who was, you know, documented everything and wrote uh, uh, oh, a thousands. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that to, to think that Washington, or well, to know that Washington did not document his own personal life. Yeah. I mean, what a colorful life and a, and a genius. He, he did busy. not record that properly. Yeah, he's getting shit done. He's too busy he's coming up with, like, crazy ideas to win wars. Invisible ink. Heath Ledger was in The Patriot. Mm. Yes, yes, he was. Mm. Yes. Mm. yes, he plays Gabriel Mahutton. Mm. Uh, one more question mm. about the uh, Truman mm. White House, and then you can take that. We can take this as long as you want, but I wanted to ask you, um, where was he? what was he doing during this reconstruction? Was he staying in a wing of the house that was still secure, or was he off the premises? Maybe you talked about this earlier. I didn't hear. So the the main mansion part, the main house, they have two wings coming off of it: the it's east closer. wing and the west wing. The east wing, I think, was built in the early 1900s, and the west wing was built uh, in the also in the early 1900s. So the west wings were the Oval Offices, all the executive offices, and the east wing is used more kind of as the uh, <laughs> more kind of as the uh, for the first lady and her offices and more of a receiving wing uh, for dignitaries and things like that. And the West Wing's all business. But anyway, those remained administrative and whatnot. Those, those remained operational while the main mansion, the main old mansion that had been rebuilt after it was burned in 1814. I think they finished it in 1817 or 1818. So you have all these old timbers in there. Everything's falling apart. They just gutted it, completely gutted it. They only kept the outer shell, the outer walls of the White House. Truman made them do that. They wanted to knock the whole thing down and just build right. something else. Why wouldn't they? God. I guess the history of the it. History, oh, the history. The history. Because when they started blowing through all that stuff and they, they were finding, you know, bricks with, uh, you know, Masonic markings on them. There's a couple bricks that That's had wild. Like, dog footprints on them from when they were you know, fired because they fired the bricks right there at the building. That's wild. That's amazing oh, to no think about way. that. And it's got to suck to a degree if you're the president having that done because you're like, I live in the, the nicest house in the country and we're like renovating it now. So I have to like right. maneuver around like builders. Like, like it's like a perpetual – it's like a perpetual contract in your house. Like, hey, oh, yeah. Harry, I, I, I replaced the door, the but you got to replace the locks yeah. because they're a little worn. And you're like, uh, all right, whatever you got to do, I got to get out of office. Yeah, <laughs> so, 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 so Truman, uh, Truman stayed at the Blair house kind of catty corner to where the White oh, House yeah. is, just across Blair Lafayette. House. And it's it's true, right, Bob, that the the uh, interior decorating powers of any president or first lady or uh, you know presidential family is limited based on what they can do. Yeah, you can't just be like, of, oh, we're going to make everything pink and do this. You have to keep certain things checked. Uh, right, yes. yeah. You can't first redecorate all, every room. Yeah, they have a set budget uh, that they can use, and they can also request more money from Congress. Um, like Truman put the balcony on the White House on the south, yeah, right? Portico. Which is so cool ah, on the move. south portico. Which and, and he caught hell for that because he actually went and just did it himself. Beautiful, for Congress good for him. I love it. No zoning, no no code, no code compliance guys coming right. by here. Yeah. Reagan mentioned in his. Uh, it's it's always to me a really literary, uh, beautiful um, soliloquy, if you will, when Reagan was giving his farewell address 
he mentioned he would sit, uh, look out the, the, the window of the, the, I think it was the South Portico, and on clear days he could see the Washington Monument and, look, and you know, from the White House. And the thick of how built up it was based on that time from when it started. It's, it's still amazing that the architectural integrity of that place is still in place. It's, it's yeah. beautiful, really. Yeah. And you look at D.C. now and, you know, Obviously, if you're ever there in the summer, it gets hot as hell. The air doesn't move. You I have been there. It's, it's, it's humid as shit. But back in Lincoln's time, even up until like the early 1880s, you looked out that South Portico, those windows, and it was it was a swamp. You know, and there were open air sewage uh, drainage ditches. I mean, Ooh, it was oh. hagfish. Summer. The hagfish. Did you guys yeah, see that picture I just sent you there? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That was that moth that was attacking me. I killed it. I thought it was something with the White House. I'm like, oh, well, how'd you get that? No, oh. I smashed that mothra with my shoe during that guy, the show. That guy was juicy. Yeah, I know. I was like, God, what were you, like a tick moth? Sorry. I'll hang up full. and listen. Was, no, the White <laughs> I listened. Yeah, lots of, a bit of lots of splatter for everybody uh, listening at home. Lots of splatter on the moth kill. Lots of stuff going on I like, there. Simple, I like not you guys love-eyed, love-eyed emoji that picture. <laughs> not dissimilar to the way Grant crushed the hopes of the Southern dreams after 1863 and the turning point of the Civil War. Indeed, he did, just like John crushed that moth. Did, absolutely, Grant. But the what? The White House architecture and, and the amount of guns they have in there, and the history, and the rooms, and the wings, and the administrative, and the private. It, it's really like four hotels. A condominium section and like a resort thrown in there. There's swimming pools in there. There's bowling alley. Uh, there's a theater. And there's, there's all kinds of really a bowling alley. I, just I don't know if the bowling alley that. is still in existence. I know the swimming pool is now where they have the press briefings. They just covered it over with wood, and the the walls of the pool are still down there under it. But it's all filled with like uh, computer servers and. Memory banks on that oh, shit. There's no pool at the White House anymore that's active? They, they have one uh, just off outside, but that used to be an indoor pool where the press room is right now, where they, the daily press briefing. And that uh, was where it Lynn was, It was a pool. Interesting. And then Obama got there. They transferred it to a basketball court, and then Trump just got it redone as a McDonald's. As a, yeah, as a, he's getting yes. his Big Macs. Isn't that the yes, his double cheeseburgers. Yes. By the way, listeners, if you're ever eating McDonald's and you want to not – Smell like McDonald's. A good maneuver to do is to take your shirt off during the act of eating it in the car. Yep. And people ask, but doesn't it stink in your car? Not if you got the windows down. No, it does not stink in your car if you have the windows down. Yeah, see, 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 like yeah. That, that first bite of the burger and all the ketchup and mustard like splatter back. It just goes on your bare skin. It's much easier to clean as opposed to getting all over your shirt. And then you have a nosy wife at home that's asking questions after she cooked a delicious salmon and broccoli. <laughs> did you eat a cheeseburgers on the way home? <laughs> and, and you can't lie. And, but McDonald's but, does offer adequate napkins to clean up the ketchup on your you bare chest if that happens. You kept your shirt yes. on. And always so have a bottle of water handy in the car with you. There's a movie from 1993. I believe it's directed by Chris, Chris Columbus, but it's called Dave with Kevin Klein about oh, yes. a White House a president that uh, gets in a stroke and a lookalike fills in for him. It's very impossible. Yep. But hmm. it's so cool because you, you, you have a, you have a, a thought – a feeling that that's how it is, where you can just pick up the phone and order anything at any time, and it's very unique. Bob, how accurate do you think that portrayal of just the White House is? To that now, movie? when they they obviously they weeks. they try to do as much in house as they can for the president, especially if it's late night. But he can pick up the phone every once in the residence, and 
the 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 chef is on. I mean, there's a chef always on. Any so. time of day, four in the morning, he can call and go. I want yep. pancakes and chicken teriyaki, and that will be made. Yep. Say, I want a Big That's Mac, amazing. a filet yeah. fish, a, a Big chicken, a McMuffin. Big, McMuffin. Times three. That's amazing. Yeah, Sigourney wow. Weaver's in that Dave movie. Wasn't she the yeah, first she lady? She was. She was the first lady. First Big lady. Uh, Remember that? Yeah. Good flick, thing. though, by the way. Yeah. Well, he was like a car salesman or something. or something. He did the commercials, and then he right. impersonated. Yeah, he, he was like a temp, uh, temp agency guy, but mm-hmm. he looked just like uh, Dave... Dave looked like I forget the name. Uh, another movie too around Dave that Kovich. time, maybe maybe a year later. Yeah, was uh the American President with Michael yeah. Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah. And that was a cool flick too. With is how that when he calls the chick and he's just like, "Hey, you want to go out on a date?" Yeah, or yeah, so, he's, yeah. Talking, right. he's talking to the Oval Office and Marine One's landing in the background. She's like, "What's that?" And he's like, "That's my ride. I have to go." Right. That's, that's, that's my a good ride. movie. That is that is a good movie. What's it or, called? Richard Dreyfus, the American president, Richard Dreyfus as Bob Rumson. And yeah, he's like, he's I'm like Bob, Bob Rumson. He, he, end, he ended every speech. I'm Bob Rumson, uh, and I'm yeah. running for president of the United States. And then what, what's his so face? Good. Michael Douglas's character goes, I'm glad he, I'm glad he identified Andrew him. Andrew Shepard. Yeah, I think those people were going to buy uh, carpeting or something. Right. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but when we talk about the U.S. presidents and their tenure in the White House – and the changes that went, it's really fascinating because you have people like Lucy Hayes, uh, first lady of, of President um, Rutherford B. Hayes. Rutherford, I love that name. Rutherford, imagine your kid that. Bob, what's your new son's Rutherford. name? Rutherford. Rutherford, hmm. Rutherford uh, she, B. Hayes. They okay. have certain characteristics. She didn't allow alcohol in the White House. Jackie Kennedy did a full makeover and made things more like party-like. Hip. Um, it's interesting to see how they do these changes in four years or maybe eight. And they yeah. switch around again. It's like a temporary extended yeah. vacation. Yeah, a lot of it, too. After the Truman renovation, they kind of – when Jackie Kennedy got in there, I guess after Truman, you had Eisenhower, and then after Eisenhower, you had Kennedy. And Jackie Kennedy came in there and, and was kind of taken aback that the White House – it was very ornate. They had a lot of the original mantle, you know, the marble fireplaces, a lot of the original – Yeah, a lot of the yeah, uncomfortable furniture and stuff that, that wasn't – period era for the room. So she brought back a lot of the history, actually went around to DC and other people who some of these, like the old original chairs that were in the white house, old, you know, furniture, uh, cookware, all this stuff that is now back in the white house that was there originally before, you know, through different presidents and that just, you know, made its way, it got sold and was, and was just, it, it, it left the building, but Jackie Kennedy started that. And it seems like a lot of these First ladies, especially, kind of take the lead on that to the point where I think the last major thing they did to the White House was uh, W. W. Bush, uh, Laura Bush, Laura. actually made the Lincoln bedroom. Uh, they took period pictures that were taken because the Lincoln bedroom was actually Lincoln never slept there. That was his cabinet room. They put room. a mirror cab- on the ceiling. Interesting. It's not haunted either. That room is because no. uh, he never stayed there. And it's interesting yeah. to see you have rooms like, and I'm probably mis uh, equating the names, but like the red room and. Yep. The jade the green room, room, things the like room, that. Green the room. room. Yep. The dick room, the, the, the house room, the, the Hannah needs a diaper room. They have all these kind of rooms, and it's interesting to see how they do that. I think if I were to be president of the United States, or vice president, Bob would be president of the United States, John would be secretary of defense. You'd want to oh, stay yeah. in all these rooms all the time, like a sleepover. They'd be like, sir, 
there's a cabinet meeting. You need to get down there. It's like, oh, yeah. we'll play Monopoly in the green room. It's John's turn. So you're going to get impeached. You're fucking up because there's so much to see in there. I mean, that being thrust in that position of power and having this huge house to play in. Yeah, they even recreated the 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 yeah. wallpaper, Lincoln bedroom of the same. It's Amazing. the same type of wallpaper, the same pattern that Lincoln had when it was his cabinet room, and they have his desk. Bush did that. Desk in the Lincoln bedroom that he wrote the Emancipation Proclamation on because That's one of amazing. the Obama, I think it was Molly Obama or something oh said gosh. she yeah I'm doing my homework oh on gosh. Lincoln's uh, Lincoln's old desk. Bush was a good president. I don't care what anybody says. And those changes in there, they did some good shit. For the preservation, historically speaking. Yo, what about uh, the garden? Didn't oh Michelle, my gosh. didn't Michelle Guns Obama do the garden? <laughs> yeah, I think she like had yeah one of those self sustaining gardens out there or something. Yeah. Not self-sustaining, but yeah, one of the, you can eat from it. Yeah, what a hippie. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Those guns. Sounds pretty good. I like organic vegetables. Oh, my gosh. Oh my Bob, God. what is your favorite historical period for White House renovations? Was it Truman <laughs> since you're, you're partial? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I want to say you're a Kennedy man. You like that modern shtick, man. You're, you're, not, you're a guy in the town. I, 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 like, I like a few beers. <coughs> I think it probably is the Truman era because you, they have good pictures of them taking the White House apart and how they took off the wooden panels from the interior and marked them. So when they rebuilt it, they could put the original wooden panels back in the house. And so while the structure and it's all like steel beams that's holding it up now, that'll never, you know, steel beams used in skyscrapers, they went way overboard and reinforcing it with, oh, wow. you know, steel beams and concrete. It's all the original wooden panels, marble fireplaces, and it looks exactly like it did. Uh, you know, through different periods of different presidents, depending on what room you're in. What did That's they call amazing. the White House? It was the Executive Mansion until Executive until Mansion. I think it was around Teddy Roosevelt's time when they started calling it the White House. Just oh, really? It was, was that white. late the game? Yeah, because I, before I, I think with Lincoln, I think it was painted, but it wasn't. It was painted white, but it wasn't like a bright, brilliant white like it right. is today. It was whitewashed with like a an yeah, acid or yeah. something. And, and then they painted it. They they were always painting it white, but I don't. I think it just got the name the White House when Teddy Roosevelt. But that happened, right? It wasn't That's really only interesting. A white man needs to be in it. To to comment on uh, Mr. Bob's earlier comment on um, Andrew Jackson, the water, running water, it was absolutely true, Bob. It was under Jackson in 1834 oh. that the first running water was piped uh, in from a spring. As you said, and it was Martin Van Buren, the Van the Van B Boys, number eight, oh. had shower baths installed in there. Uh, after that, it's interesting to see though, because I, I I figured it'd be much later. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you, yeah, you don't think you don't think about uh, about having that in the White House, but yeah, I don't know if you ever see those old wells. You could those old. No, wells Bedford and I try to steal thrown pennies in there for them all the time. Whatever yeah. it takes to get a buck. Yeah. Yeah, we we exactly. put our hands in and fountains to take the change. I forgot Michael J. Fox was yeah. in the American President. Yeah, he's a cheap oh, or something. He does or, he does the best person. line in that movie where he where uh, Michael um, Martin Sheen goes, you know, the president doesn't answer to you, and he goes, no, he does answer to me because I'm a citizen, and you're like, fuck yeah, he answers yeah. to my box. Yeah. We don't it's work great, for them; they work for us. It's oh amazing. my gosh, that's true. The vehicle, the government is the vehicle, Jackie. and the people are the driver. Yep, that's how it should be, at least. I want to take I want to take a step away, take get our batteries recharged, and ask you this, Bob. Stepping away from the White House reconstruction period, yeah. I want to dip back into a little Civil War question for you. When the That's South seceded and the Civil War 
was raging. What was the climate, uh, political climate of Washington? Because you got to think, a lot of these representatives and their constituents were split off and everything. Was yeah. was it like Kumsay, chaos Kumsay. Or was the, the union pretty 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 fucking solid at that point? Yeah, we had you obviously didn't have any of the Confederates up there. They started their own government down in Richmond. Um, but the Union, I mean, it, there was a lot of there was a lot of bad press uh, with the conduct of the war, especially early on when they were losing a lot of battles. And then even when Lincoln was winning, about. even when we were winning in 1864, they the there was movements to just to have a truce with the South and just be two separate company countries. Let's no stop the way. war. That would have been disastrous. Oh, this is all wow. This is this is happening with oh, Sherman. No. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And McClellan, the former general, runs, tries to run against Lincoln, and Lincoln yeah. wins. It's incredible. And when you look McClellan. at the Civil War, McClellan, yeah, oh, no telling of McClellan. You lose, you lose. Yes, you lose, you cruise. When you talk about the the, the industrial might of the North, though, uh, with the factories and everything, you got to think they had a pretty solid. Industrial background, as far as financially, you know, producing things, that the South might have been a little bit more unstable. I feel like the North at that point had things a little more in control. It was like we yeah, were South. making bullets when they were financially wise, right? They're making, they're making Cotton Jeffrey bullets. B. They're making the North Face. Yes, sir. They, they certainly were making shitty uh, ice cream shirts, bread, ice cream bread, uh, scarves. Yeah, they were making Jeffrey Bean, uh, but. But it's really interesting to think about the the climate there, and Lincoln didn't get to enjoy the end of the Civil War and the any of the Reconstruction period. Wow. Oh, he did. It's very sad because because when you think about Reconstruction period, by the way, as Bob has as commented on, is very interesting. Uh, one of the most interesting parts of you know U.S. history, and to have Johnson, the next president, get impeached, who was a Southerner, it's kind of a game of ironies going on there, right? Yeah, he just didn't uh, didn't really want to enforce what was laid down and agreed upon in the Reconstruction effort. So that's true. That uh, that's why he eventually got impeached. Women and, didn't start shaving their armpits until the early 1900s. Ooh. That would have been disgusting. Oh, I guess you don't know any better then. But imagine like winning the war, trying to get a couple drinks, couple couple mint juleps going on. You got this hairy tweed bush thing coming out. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. That has nothing to do with this conversation. I just like to promote the fact that women should shave their armpits. We do live in a much better time. Much better time. Should they shave their bush? Yeah, I think everybody should be hairless from the neck down. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Women, men. Let's, yeah. You got to trim the pubes. Make, make oh, some pounds come off oh, the scale. Oh, right? the lawn. Take Pre-pubes <laughs> We just took this, this history hour from... An intellectual, yeah. uh, memorable, reflective part of history to take a shit and shave your pubes. We took yeah. it from teachers right that, now in fourth grade are putting this on. Something that um, professors could present, and then something that sounds like detention. But that's what has to happen. But you, but the vice president during Lincoln's presidency is Andrew Johnson. Yes, his second term. Second. Oh, who was the first term? Hannibal Hamlin. Oh, that's a name. Hey, Hannibal. Get Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. Was he, he was a Northerner? He's a it could have been Cannibal Hamlin. Nazi. Yeah. Hamlin sounds presidential. But it's interesting to think that a Southern Democrat, I'm uh, sorry, Southern Republican was a vice president of Lincoln on the second term. A yeah. Southern. 
was vice yeah. president. That's a very political move. That's smart. They did. Yep. They were trying to. They Super were trying smart. to plan for the end of the war and to kind of hold the you know the uh, the carrot out there a little bit for the South. Right. Dangle. Ulysses. Ulysses S. Grant, who you can parallel to Dwight Eisenhower for becoming president shortly after a major war, was almost penniless when he died, but recruited yep. Samuel Clemens, better known as Mark Twain, oh. to help write his autobiography. His I mean, like this, this guy Grant smoked like 80 cigars a day. Yes. That's an exaggeration, but he smoked a lot of cigars. Throat cancer, really bad He had really one bad on him at all times. All the times. But uh, how effective as a president, Bob, was U.S. Grant, or as they called me, useless Grant? Is <laughs> <Was> he effective? <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Diamond. He actually was effective as a president. He he had to reverse a lot of uh, bad things that Andrew Johnson had done and not uh, enforcing Reconstruction laws. And uh, he oh, so he had to imagine he was trying to walk a fine line by, you know, in some places in the South, he's going to have to deploy Union troops to quell the violence and and, you know, get some sense of yeah. societal order going. Uh, like but, what an honorable like man he is. Yeah. Like, yo, to wait another- a minute. We just fought like the worst war ever. We have to kind of like follow through here. This yeah. can't all be for nothing. Yeah, kind of like you know with you know Afghanistan. <laughs> right. Same thing. If you're going to tear him down, you gotta you gotta be able to help him build back up. Then. So, yeah. but so he 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 handled a lot of that. He gets a bad rap because he got caught up in some scandals and it really wasn't his doing. He, he, he was, and they some, weren't that bad to begin with. Let's call a yeah, spade a spade yeah. here. Some, some of the people around him were, uh, less oh, than they kind of got him into that. And then, uh, they, uh, he got screwed over in it anyway, cause he left the presidency broke essentially. They went over to Europe after, uh, after he, uh, left the white house and came Wait, back who and this? who did this? Grant. Grant. He wanted to see Europe. Did he write his memoirs over there, or was that before? No, that was he before. Traveling he, abroad. No. Yeah, he wrote his memoirs. He wrote his memoirs, uh, you know, basically while he was dying, and he finished them like three weeks before he died in a house that wasn't even his because he couldn't afford one at that time. Was Was Benjamin Harrison after Grant? Yes. Okay. You talk about Benjamin Harrison, and that was kind of ushering a new. Or I talked about Benjamin Harrison. I guess nobody cares, but that ushered a new era Sounds of familiar. kind of rebirth because Harrison. And, and Rutherford and all those guys, Grover. It was kind of a, an Grover. interesting period for American Grover. Uh, of, of, of American politics, though. They were kind of rebuilding the executive office, right? Because yeah. Grant wasn't it more of a you're kind of sitting on your on your loins oh, and your laurels from that resting. Yeah, it's Grant a was, weird part of history. Yeah, Grant was trying to reconcile <laughs> the fact that we don't want to we don't want to be over intrusive into the South, but we want to maintain order. So he was trying to walk. Yeah, keep an eye on those those. And then you those had southern figwigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah those, those, those those black eyed pea eating toothless vermins. Those uh, you gotta keep an eye and a, and a security camera if the technology was over the time with those succotash and collard green munching inbreds. I'm inbred sorry, I'm sorry, that's not true. The southern people are great. The that's women are true. beautiful. So, truly, it's the complexion of the of the, of the weather. Just like I think. their sister. Yeah, no, they're great. Yeah, there's in, in Georgia. There's, I mean, there's, uh, I think, twenty million people and and sixteen different last names. So, oh, genealogy. Yes. No, no, it's terrible. But that's an interesting period in time. Yeah. Uh, Grover <laughs> Cleveland, by the way, was the only president to to run two terms non consecutively. I believe he was the twenty second and the twenty fourth. And smack in between Benjamin Harrison. These guys get no love. Sounds familiar. You know? No. I feel like 
We need to write they a whole movie on this cover honestly, five of them. They, they didn't, didn't do, do much. They were kind of pawns of their era. You know, they didn't do a whole lot. And actually, uh, was it uh, James Garfield? If he wasn't assassinated, I think he would have he would have changed the course of the executive office. But really? he got shot uh, in the back. He was like the, the he was like the Ken Griffey Jr. of the <laughs> early. You know, like so. He was the bad shot. But, ah. yeah. And then he yeah. takes a bullet to the back. And he could write ambidextrously oh. Greek and Latin at the same time with two, with, you know, with his hands. I thought someone else could do that. Garfield could do that. I believe it was Garfield. I didn't know that. Wow, that's that's interesting. Holy shit! The... Just like Haya Ashley can cook bacon, and crepes at the same time while John watches the Sixers in the other room, and it, <laughs> it's 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 not the same, but it's it's nice. It's nice to see. So, do you remember the the miniseries The Men Who Built America? They talk about Ford and all those guys. They they touch on those unknown yeah. presidents a little bit because they were kind of just sitting there. But like you said, they were kind of pawns. You had like, uh, you know, Carnegie and these guys, and they're like, yeah, President Garfield kind of really didn't do much. Toward, you know, they they yeah. try to incorporate it, but they were just kind of pawns. Yeah. Like now they're just getting run over by just... uh, by the uh, the progress. Are you guys still good for time? I know it's late there. I just want to be conscious yeah. of your time. Ah, it's good to go. Good to go. Yeah. As good long time. as this is remaining entertaining. I'm not... Uh, it's always entertaining. Killing your show here. Bob, this is your smorgasbord, Bob, and it tastes juicy. So it is good. Everything is good. I'm counting that as a fine, Bob. A fine? Uh, 11.50. Okay. Yeah, what are your guys' policies on George Washington cake? Does anyone know what George Washington cake is? No. no is no it idea. like shepherd's pie? Uh, oh, shepherd's pie, shepherd's pie. What's George Washington cake? George yeah, Washington. the best cake that exists. All right. George Washington cake. As far cake, as I'm it's... concerned, no one has been better than George Washington. Bob, no, I know you like Truman, but how many you're... trick plays did Truman play during what war? Didn't Billy Joel mispronounce Truman and we just took the fire? Does he say Harry Truman Doris Day? Does he say Truman? Washington oh, ran wow. like four Philly specials during the Revolutionary War. Oh, easily. Yeah, with, with uh, bayonets. George Washington cake has cherries in it. It's like a fruit cake kind of. Oh, I chopped that but on a cherry tree. Something like that. Yeah, I guess not. I guess it never caught on. <laughs> Are we still talking about a pie? You guys know Mr. Rogers never served in the military. Mr. Rogers did. Is that did true? It? Yeah, it is true. He did, never served. Because my dad tried did? to tell me that he did serve, and he wore long sleeves to cover up his military military tattoos. I heard that too, but I did some research on it because that new documentary, that new movie's coming out. Can't wait he to didn't, see it. He didn't. He never served in the military. I, I believe that he did it because I think you Good. would have seen that before, and that would have been you would have known that. I mean, he's don't such you a, think we would have seen a picture of him in fatigues, right yeah. next to a yeah. guy nineteen Hello. whatever? That's just Hollywood drumming up their old tired bits again. I uh, I watched um, that guy. I forget his name, Mister Rogers, whatever. Plead, Fred, Rogers. Plead, Fred Rogers plead to Congress yes. to, to give funding to his show. And I swear to God, man, Watch that, Matthew, that, guy, that guy was like maybe one of the smartest he, human beings ever like, created. Like he, he was very genuine, John. And he yeah, just decided to look at life in a, in a positive way. And that's, he, that's why I was like, everyone needs to watch this documentary or – Totally. You're lost. Here's here's why Fred Rogers is more important than credit is given to. Not only did he shape 
public television and, and free, but he opened up uh, channels for government funding for educational purposes. And what do you want to say? It's boring or cool, whatever. Uh, that that was very important at the time that he he reigned in there. Like, um, and his message channel. was not only okay, let's teach kids educational thing. That's fine, but his delivery and the way he did that. You haven't seen before or since. If you can tell me someone right. that was like him, I mean, it's it's either it's like Barney's the next thing. It's something corny, <laughs> but he, but to be, but to have a man in a non perverted way in your kids' living room every day with that message, is, it's un, it doesn't exist yeah. anymore. I can't think of anyone. That's really. why it's, the game. That's why it's so amazing. Like what he did is so rare today that we make fun of it and we say, oh, he's the pervert across the street looking at the little kids. No, he was actually someone who like really knew that like the youth is the only thing that's going to save us. See, I'd rather see, however, Mr. Bob's neighborhood where Bob casually comes in and instead of taking his shoes off, he opens up a McDonald's wrapper and goes, hi, kids, it's me, Bob. Today you're going to learn about Rutherford B. Hayes, or I'm going to burn your house down tonight. And you're like, no, we're going to learn about Rutherford B. Hayes. And they learn out of fear. Oh, uh, however, it's got to happen. I can't motivate like Fred Rogers. I, I don't have that uh, the charisma and the uh, – and I, I wouldn't be oh, – so I would have to threaten them and then maybe bring some cheeseburgers <laughs> for them too as I eat all like 10 cheeseburgers in front of them while I tell them about Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> but, when you, but when you do this – when Bob does the Southern gentleman accent of the diarrhea and the dysentery, there's no one better than, a, than than your Southern gentleman accent, Bob. There's nothing better uh, in the yeah, world. Yeah, born yeah. and raised but in diarrhea, Southern yeah. gentleman. Bob, you don't have like an accent, do you? <laughs> there it like, is. did you do pick it. one up? Do it. Was, you know, I knew you from like when you were four to like seven in Pennsylvania. Ooh, and then you moved to like Virginia. Like, was there an accent there? Like, I don't really hear one from you. Sometimes I, get, I do. I get a Philly accent when I uh, go up to Philly for a Same few here. days. Yeah, all, all the time. But oh, it's down so here, easy to fall back into. Down it. here, I I start twanging it a little bit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and so, I don't know if it's because of the topic you're discussing, or if it's just your accent. Oh yes, and the, there it is. Like, the it's a, it's not the it's not your typical southern uh, <laughs> accent. This is a southern gentleman. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Has his, has his the aristocracy promptly like, at four thirty. So do you do that with your wife, Bob? If she's like, oh, yeah, honey, do you want some eggs? Are you like, yeah, I she, prefer the finest of Nantucket eggs. She doesn't, think I'm, funny. doesn't um, think I'm funny at all. She 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 hates me. Does she embrace the egg the the accent? Uh, no, no, she does not. She's not. She oh thinks because I am from the north. She grew up down here. I'm already like a hemorrhoid that won't leave, won't go away. And the accent is just more makes it that much more infuriating. Oh, your wife's a southern belle. Oh, Kara, would yes, you please uh, get some of those? I like my eggs poached, please. Just ever so slightly and and just not too runny, but uh, uh, just slightly <laughs> runny with the yolk, a good yolk, and a fine hollandaise sauce. Oh, hollandaise sauce. Water. You get me hard right now. What is a poached boiling. egg, Bob? What is a poached egg? Is that what you, what you have with the hollandaise sauce? Crack it in boiling water. You boil it. They're a pain in the ass to make. Are they? John, yeah, do you poach your eggs? I do like one at a time. They're healthy for you, then. No, I oh. don't poach them. I just uh, scramble. I mean, it's like the same thing. Poach. Sweetie poached egg whites. Scrammy. All right. Heather just told me there's a giant bug, and I have to come down and kill it. It's the second bug. I guess I, like, had the windows open in this house all day. <laughs> it's so like I got to go, boys. 
Okay. Should we wrap it up? I mean, this has been a pretty fucking dynamite show. I hate to leave, but. I mean, I guess we're not going to get into William McKinley. Um, and him him getting shot yeah, at the course. Buffalo Exposition. Well, I mean, I can go try and kill a bug and come back if you guys want to keep going. I don't really I think care. That, would it be a problem to have a few more minutes? I did, I did want to oh, touch on okay. McKinley. Game for whatever. Kill this dog. BRB. Yeah. You're a good man. Sorry, Bob. I didn't mean to jump around there and waste our time. No, it's all good. It's fine. We can, we can do whatever. Yeah, William McKinley, though, yeah. was the fourth president to die in office. It was uh, Harrison. Yes. Washington, oh, no. did, Washington didn't die in office, right? The he fifth, was no. The fifth to die in office. You had uh, Oh, you had Harrison, Taylor. Taylor, Lincoln, Garfield, and McKinley. Okay. McKinley died at the Buffalo Exposition in... I, I don't remember the date. I think it was 1901. 1901. Oh, shit. 1901. All right. Charles Gateau, I believe. Yeah. He was like a Frenchman no, sympathizer. I'm sorry. No, that's incorrect. Gateau shot Garfield. I forget the name of the guy who shot McKinley, but he was in the crowd. Like he had a bandage on his hand and there was a gun in the bandage and he went to shake his hand, just shot, gut shot him. That Derringer? I don't know if it was a Derringer. I know that's what killed Lincoln. Uh, was, the, wait, was it a Derringer that killed Lincoln? Yeah. The bullet barely went into uh, – it barely broke through his skull. In Is fact – a small the, gun. Yeah. The, the, the doctor, Charles Leal, who was a 26-year-old Civil War soldier, surgeon, uh, so he'd seen a lot of battlefield wounds. When he was feeling for the oh. wound in Lincoln's head, he actually pushed the bullet back farther into Lincoln's oh, brain. Oh, yeah. You said that. That's – that's a sin, man. That's that's horrible. Yeah, Lincoln still wouldn't have lived though because of all no. the infection and his and he was it, it knocked him out and he would have been at very least uh, blind and barely functional until he eventually would die. I had a toy Derringer from uh, Gettysburg when I was a kid. I don't know if that was a good toy or a bad toy to have, but yeah. it was such a cool. It was such a cool little toy. It was real. I mean, they don't make sure, toys like this anymore. It was metal. It oh, wouldn't yeah. get through. It wouldn't get through airport security. No, uh, exactly. it, it looked like a real gun. But have you ever held a Derringer? I've never held a real one. They're they're cool little weird weapons. No, I've held them, but the only Derringer I've ever really seen is the one that shot Lincoln. They have it in the museum at Below Ford's Theater. And have it looks really oh, Did you kill it with that? Have you seen the wait, they have the actual gun? Yeah, they have Boots, the gun that they, that John Wilkes Booth shot yep, on display. They have, they have Lincoln's coat. They have uh, with blood all over it. They have Lincoln's. Uh, they have a bunch of pillows that he laid on in the Peterson house with blood all over it. Uh, yeah, and they they have the bullet that they uh, when they're doing the autopsy when they pulled they're looking around in his brain uh, the bullet fell out. You've oh. mentioned on on, on I believe it was it was the last history hour that if you're going to go see any Civil War uh, Lincoln you know museum or whatever go to go to Ford's Theater. Go to Ford's Theater. Yes. Is that amazing. Yes, it's incredible. The fact that they have the reconstructed balcony and oh, that yeah. stuff on display is is I'd imagine yeah. it would be very humbling to just be there. When I was at Reagan, they had you know the Reagan Library, they had the oh, gun yeah. that that shot, and that was just mind blowing. But to have the gun that killed Lincoln on display, yeah, is is amazing. Yeah, they have like snippets of his hair there and everything, and it's Isn't the they have like snippets really of small? Lincoln's hair. Yeah, Isn't yeah, because the they that's what they tiny? did. Oh yeah, John, you could you could it's probably like this hand. big, like in Men in Black, the one that Will Smith gets, that, like the noisy the, cricket. Yes, it was that small, wasn't it? Though it was like real yeah, tiny. Yeah, like it's, it's like that big. It's yeah. literally that. Big. You could put it in your hand and cover it. Says, it but the... Yeah, that's amazing. We were to John. We were just catching up to speed. We were talking about 
William McKinley. I killed a giant mosquito <laughs> down there, by the way. Dude, what's with the bug what? there? This is an invasion I killed it going with on. This. Yes. That's what I asked when you waved it in front of the camera. There's it's an like, invasion that's a going on. For all you people listening at home. There it is. Oh, wow. You, you really did. I, was, I thought you were joking. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Only truth. What kind of bug was it, John? A mosquito? Like a crazy, like, 17-legged mosquito, like the size of my hand. Heather was afraid it was going to get our baby, so I, I Jedi'd its ass. There you go. Oh yeah, you gotta be you gotta be careful with that. It knows the false. The, the squeeze, the false. A southern gentleman. I went down and uh, I got my lightsaber and took like... care of mosquito, this abominable animal terrorizing my family's here's a, house. Here's a question for you, Bob. Would you rather go back in history for one day? Would you rather go back in history for one day? And see the Battle of Gettysburg one of the days. You can't participate. You're just an observer, but you're there. Okay. Or be on Apollo 11 for one day on a trip to the moon. Gosh. Are we on the moon on Apollo 11? Like, can I be there for the landing with Buzz and Neil? You're not there. You're not on the ground, but you're there to watch them get off. But you're, you're not on the moon itself because that would be a deal breaker. <sighs> oh, gosh. That's a tough one. I think I am going to have to go with... Gettysburg. I would do the same, man. It's wild. Yeah. Wait, what would you? What were the questions again? I was. I got one for you. So this sorry. is fucked up. Gettysburg or the moon? Yeah. Um, yeah, Gettysburg. This is uh, this is a morbid one, but it's it's met with no disrespect. No. Would no, you absolutely. rather go back in time and stop Lincoln from his his fate at that okay. fateful day? Punch. Or, Give John Wilkes Booth a good solid rap to the nose. Or or to the crickets. What kind of middle crickets. name is Wilkes? I don't know. Sounds like a writer. Or go back to Florida and uh, stop the challenger from taking off that day. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You're talking about oh, seven Mama lives, Cena. one, but you're also talking about a president and what that could have led and shaped the history in the oh, South. Yeah. These are pretty oh. good dick questions. Yeah, these you're being a real asshole with these. Oof. Sorry. Just like, is that the chase this, game? I'm gonna no no no. I this is this is excellent. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, I'm just Save making these up too. See, the thing is though, you don't know. To be honest, Lincoln didn't have much of a reconstruction plan at the time. He had an idea of what he wanted to do, but there wasn't much of a plan. And Lincoln wouldn't be remembered the way he is today if he didn't die when he died. He was probably happy he died. Yeah. I don't know how to follow <laughs> through this sweet, shit. Sweet Fuck, I just barely won a war. Trust yeah. the weed. Yeah. I'm going to have to go. I, I just think, yeah, we I, could I, certainly uh, be at a different spot in race certainly. relations and everything. Oh, gosh. There would probably That's be no Donald one. Trump. This is a tough one. That's true, Bob. Save it's something to ponder about. Or save Lincoln. I'd have to do Lincoln just Great in the, in the order this, just for this country. I, I, if I could do Pretty that. Good. And it'd be really fun to beat the hell out of John Wilkes Booth. Pretty good. Yes. Just like beat him to death with my fists. And think about the sequel. Bob, if you could have the, the powers and the extremities of time travel, your preference would be which of these two options? Mm. To be the man holding out the Bible that JFK put his hand on and swore during his inauguration right in Justice, front of him. Uh, that's Chief Justice Earl Warren. Oh wow, you you're really blowing up my my ginger hair going on over that here. It's just blown up. Leaned over real quick and smelled JFK's fingers. And went, <laughs> ooh, Monroe. Yeah. 
So would you rather be the gentleman that, or would you like to take a ride in the impossibly not human traveled on Saturn V and yes. safely come back to Earth? Mon- ride on Saturn V. <laughs> I did ride, baby. I love it. Wait, what's a Saturn V? That's the moon rocket that they, uh, the moon rocket that they use to go to the moon. Three stages. Wait. Most powerful rocket ever built. Until the next one they're building uh, to take astronauts past the moon into an That's asteroid. That's amazing. Very important, very exciting part of space travel. By the way, I haven't said this all episode. Tweet us Snap at the us. underscore podcastle. Um, listeners, to give a perspective, Bob has a almost a scale model of a Saturn V at his home. And it's truly amazing. If you can go to Amazon and just Google Saturn V models. Like Lego. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. It's it's oh, it really, really is it Bob? really is amazing. It's incredible. A Lego? I'm a grown man that builds Legos. And guess yeah, how many Legos? There's nothing wrong with that. Do you know how many guess, times guess. I've looked at at like a big Star Wars ship, a Lego? I was like, yo, I want to spend like a week building this thing. Yeah, I've looked up black blow up dolls to, to rent. I mean, I've looked up Legos of the uh, uh, of, of of the expedition. Um, oh, the uh, enterprise of the discovery. The discovery. Um, not 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 a, not a black, black blow up doll. The discover it's a space program. Yeah, like a black hole. This thing's like four space. feet high. It's it's wild. Is it really? Yeah. And yeah, and there. Bob, guess how many pieces? Bob. Guess how many pieces were included to build this thing? A thousand. One thousand nine hundred sixty-nine. The same year that they launched it to go to the moon. Dude, those no people. Sure. They launched it to walk on the moon. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's some pretty creative people there at uh, Lego. Bob, wait. So you built this? I got already? one more for you, Bob. Yeah. Where is it in your house? Did I not see it when I was there during Hurricane Irma? No, I built it uh, a couple days after Christmas. Oh, okay. I did That's not amazing. get it for Christmas, so I gifted it to myself. Was the was the was the model bigger than the tree? I just I don't know your family, but I picture your wife coming down and seeing a rocket surpassing the length of the tree, the height of the tree. Yeah, I sent pictures of it because you can stand it up or they, you, can build these, you can build these little stands for it and separate out the stages and everything. And I had that going and she, you can see her in the background like putting dishes away and completely unimpressed. So I'm going to be spending a few hundred dollars tonight of money on these models, I think, during the drunken 3 a.m. hours. And Jen's going to get these man. things in the mail and go, I think I need to report him. This is like, He's doing some weird online stuff. But no, it's a Saturn V, babe. Yeah. It's a Saturn V. I got one we more question. We should all do a Lego Bob. model. We yes. should. That would be great for the you know, for the show. Let's all absolutely. pick a model in the thread. Yeah. And let's do it. Yeah. Do it. Bob, would you rather in and, 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 and either of these situations, sir, you you're a survivor. Would you rather be on the Doolittle raid during World War II bombing Tokyo as a pilot? And, and let's let's just say you survive this, everything's fine. Or would you rather be a man, not the one that pulls the fatal shot, but you're very heavily involved in the Osama bin Laden raid? Bin Laden raid. Bin Laden raid, 2010. Yep. You know that day, I would do that same. night, um, Bob and I both lived in Florida, and everyone found out pretty much for the first time during the Phillies game that was on ESPN against the right. Mets that night. And yep. Carrie was texting me that Bob was marching through the house. That's <laughs> Celebrating, awesome. like, hurtling furniture, like, smashing <laughs> windows, like, ripping Punching doors. strangers. Them through the, like, just, he was like, this is the ultimate celebration. 
Yeah, I couldn't. I could not believe it. I didn't think we'd ever get him, but oh my gosh! Me too. I thought he would. We would find out he died. Yeah, like years ago. Right, or like thirty years later, you still don't hear from him. Like we think a skull recovered in Afghanistan could be him. You know what (laughs) I mean? Dental records. I never thought. Not quite as satisfying as walking up to him and shooting him in the face a couple times. That movie. What is it? What's the movie they did? Seal Team Dick. Zero, zero Dark Thirty. Oh, yeah. oh, I think I watched that twice in one night, back to back. Yeah, I great. forgot. I watched that. And I forgot. I forgot they 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 actually show the scene where the seals land and and start throwing rounds into these guys. And my daughter's on the couch with me, and I'm thinking it's just like the intelligence section of it. And all of a sudden, like, oh gosh, there's the raid. That's, there's uh, the raid. Oh, what power failure? Look, power failure, sweetie. Well, uh, look, uh, <laughs> oh, furry blindfold. furry rabbits on. That's not even a show, daddy. Oh, you're Let's see if there's more Daniel Tiger. But the, I think Daniel we've opened up a, a blister of, of beautiful pus juice. What, what, would you, uh, what would you guys pick? I want to hear what you guys would pick there. I, I, would, do the, I would do the Bin Laden raid yeah. uh, as opposed to the Doolittle raid. Um, e- maybe equally as satisfying, but not as much as uh, – I want to be up close to Bin Laden when right. he wants it. Oh, you would be. That, that's what I think is the payoff. Yeah. And as far as the other one, um, I think I would – I think I would uh, stop the challenger from yeah. blowing up. That's a tough one. Just because of the, I, I would just look at math of seven lives versus one, and it was history. And uh, well, like how though, because they there were people that tried to stop the challenger, and NASA just said, huh, "Okay, no." Oh, were there people Get that said, there. "Don't take off"? Yeah, the the people who designed the solid rocket boosters where the O-ring failed said, "If you launch, it's going to detonate on the pad." Well, there's oh. some. There's some suicides waiting to happen there. People that didn't listen to that. That's awful. Yeah. NASA management, a lot of people lost their jobs and they reconfigured everything. They should. The, yeah. The problem is the same thing happened with the space shuttle Columbia when it broke up going through the atmosphere. It was once again a failure of management because they had telescopes that they could have. They knew the shuttle got impacted on takeoff and they had telescopes that could look at the wing. They could move the shuttle to see where the wing, the hole in the wing could be. And they could have found it. But NASA said, now nah, we don't need to do that. We've had that's, we've had that's phone really. Check- We've had foam shutting off the ET for every single mission. It's been hitting the shuttle. We're fine. Keep going. Keep going. The normalization is Tom Fullery of the highest malarkey. Uh, Bob, what the hell is the Doolittle raid? That's when they had to know uh, what these things are. Was it B-25s or B-24s, Clark? Uh, It was B-25B. Yeah. Yeah, B-25B. They're bombers. They've never flown a bomber off an aircraft carrier before, so they had to. You've seen the movie Pearl Harbor? Yes, I have actually. When Alec, Alec Baldwin comes in, that's Jimmy Doolittle. When they're flying the planes off the aircraft carrier, oh, that's, oh, hmm. Where they they basically America needed a response after Pearl, you know, after Pearl no, Harbor no. to do something. Dude, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, response after Pearl right Harbor, heart. wasn't that just dropping two nuclear bombs on them or well, random bombs? Or we didn't, we didn't have the nuke until – we didn't have the nukes until four and a half years later. We needed something to show that we're just not going to sit here and take it. A Wookiee. Oh. Yeah, it was B-25 Mitchells. Um, okay. Yeah. It was basically a response for <laughs> national – Morale. I mean, they they hit us with uh, to quote to, yeah. to paraphrase Pearl Harbor. They hit us with a sledgehammer. We hit them with a pinprick, but it was right through their heart. And we got yeah. army bombers to take off of an aircraft oh. carrier and yeah. bomb and the shit out of them. Everything in Tokyo wouldn't do. So it really burned when oh, we started. It dropping. really burned. 
And in the film, they use Gary, Indiana, because it was just shitty town with old factories as Tokyo. So they're yeah. really bombing Gary, they just Indiana. Blew the there. Shit out of it. But everything was wooden, and they, it, it's incredible. How many did they survive the Doolittle raid? Anybody? Yeah, most of them did. I think in they were China, only, right? Yeah, the, most of them went to China. I think only they only lost like completely lost. I think like six planes, which is horrible, but. Right. But well, I think right. they were like four-man bombing crews. They couldn't have any more guys on them. And they weren't – they had no guns on the planes, nothing. They were just flying, pissing it, in the wind. It was like 15 or 16 planes took off on that raid. Yeah. Um, they all had them on the aircraft carrier, and they just basically before the before the rate – before they were taken off, they just turned the aircraft carrier into the wind and went full speed ahead to give those planes as much lift as possible. And the, the first one actually, they I think they have video of it going off. It actually, the carrier, you see the front deck go up and the plane disappears. It looks like it goes into the ocean and then it pops back out again. It's amazing. They, barely, they could barely get off the, the deck of the carrier. They took the, the planes, uh, they were like heavy with too much shit. I mean, you're taking off an yeah. army airplane off of a carrier that is not designed to do that. So yeah. aside from the mission itself and the secrecy and the risk, they did almost the impossible. It was like it'd be like taking off. Uh, this is a horrible analogy, but it's like taking off uh, a pickup truck in the same amount of feet that you would take off a Corvette and still yeah. get it to that point at the same time. It was it, it was like amazing how they did yeah. that. Plus, they had to drop weight. They had to strip a whole bunch of stuff out of it, and then they had to add in weight for more fuel so they could make it to the mainland and then make it to China. Oh, it was, it was it was the Hornet took off. They weren't coming back to the ships. They they crash landed in China. The Hornet. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Never seen anything like that in our lifetime. No. I mean, as far as aircraft carriers and dogfighting and things like that, I guess the next thing would be Vietnam War. You had a lot of uh, fighter planes taken off and things like that. But for the magnitude of the Doolittle raid and 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 just that mission is, is, a, is like a film in itself. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's cool. Jimmy they do that in the Pearl Harbor movie, but that, like you said, that could easily be a film in itself. Oh, and easily. Yeah, it could be its own thing. That yeah. might even be more interesting than not not the story of Pearl Harbor, but um, but interesting than how the the film depicted the Doolittle Rain. I thought it was great. I I, I loved Alec Baldwin as him, but really yeah. to build that up and the training of that mission and how fucking scary that was. Yeah, they had be to gloss over a lot of that. They really did. I don't know if you yeah, guys just... know, but after the raid, the Imperial Japanese Army conducted a, conducted a massive sweep through the eastern coastal provinces of China in yeah, an operation stuff, huh? known as the Zhejiangzi campaign. This is the the Panda Express campaign. It was the I'll hang the, up uh, the Superwalk campaign. Yeah, they're a little angry that uh, we fired President Panda Express. Tokyo. A little angry. Right. We're too happy. And and the Tokyo government was still an empire at the time, so it was still yeah, an emperor. True. And they yeah. really oh, considered an emperor? That. If yeah. you look at Tokyo and how small it is, believe it or not, in the 30s, they actually invaded China um, yeah. and, and all parts yeah. of the Pacific. The way they kicked they did their that. ass. Japan they is, kicked their ass. Japan is the size of... It's like New Jersey. California, yeah, not it's bigger even. than that, but it's New Jersey. California. It's a loose California. Tokyo, yeah. as a result, Bob, I could be incorrect in this, but as a result of World War II, they were not allowed to rebuild their military to that degree. That was yes. a condition of the surrender. 
Yeah, we weren't going to let them do that. Can't fuck around anymore. No. Nope. Pre- President Honda. You got <laughs> can't President, have, President, can't President, have President nice things. President, President Piston Toyota. Honda. President yeah. Toyota. Piston Honda from uh, Punch Out. Yeah. Yeah. Nishan. Izuki. Yes. Yeah, I didn't realize how racist that game was until I played it about a year ago. And it's pretty crap. How racist that thing is. We've done like four or five podcasts discussing how like amazingly racist that that game is. Never get old. One more more thing I want to ask about why we're on the subject of Pearl Harbor is the submarine technology that the Japanese had during World War II. Believe it or not, I know Bob knows, but listeners, during Pearl Harbor, there were actually submarine nets set up, and there were submarines from the Japanese Army uh, with these aircraft carriers. How advanced, Bob, are these submarines in 1941? I know. Like, what the fuck? I'm curious. They were smaller ones. They weren't like the German U-boats, that, which were probably – they had the best submarines. They had better submarines than we did. Of course. Right. But th- these the were like two, two, two to four-man submarines because one of them actually washed up on the shore at Pearl Harbor. They they strafed the shit out of it. Really? It got lost, yeah. Dead, 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 dead semen inside? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think they made what, it. What, what, are we talking like 30, 30 sailors, submarines? No, like, like two to four. Oh, that small. Yeah. But they had like, – Because I, I think they were more for the reconnaissance. I don't think they were any – the Navy was using them for anything uh, oh, offensive. Yeah. Okay. They were more for reconnaissance of intel and, and – I think so. I could be wrong on that though. I'd have, to, I'd have to look it up. But that's – and I'm pretty sure one washed up on the shore after, uh, after yeah. it was all said and done. Because it went off course? Went off course. They got lost and I think maybe they had to surface and then one of our aircraft uh, got to it. During World War II, or during Pearl Harbor, we never got any planes off the ground. Uh, but in the following what? days, during the actual attack, we never got any airplanes off the ground in response. They actually did get a seaplane uh, off the ocean. Really? So I know that. But that was after what? the bombers, the, the Zeros had already left, the Japanese Zeros had left, and it was just chasing them out to sea. It didn't do anything. A military seaplane? Yes. But the only reason why I know that is because when I was at the Air and Space Museum, it's amazing. they have a section that shows you where they're uh, refinishing and remodeling all the old aircraft, and that plane was there. And it's the only yeah. plane to respond. It's like a sea. incredible. Camp. Yeah. That's amazing. But, a- after the Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was saying. Go ahead. After the element of surprise was broken of the Japanese attacking Pearl Harbor, uh, America, with, the, you know, with their might and the will, wanted to rebuild everything. Um, how quickly – were we active in the Pacific after Pearl Harbor? Was it a matter of months for the ships to yeah, mobilize? It was like six months. That's and amazing. A lot of the, ships. the Oklahoma, the ship that flipped over and right. trapped a lot of guys, they died in the hull. <clears throat> they flipped that ship back over oh. and used it and used it to kick the Japanese ass for the rest of the war. The only ship they couldn't yeah. salvage. There's something to be Arizona. said about that, too. There's yeah. something more symbolic to be said about that with the might and the will of. of you know, doing the right thing after after being attacked to come back and just say, hey, fuck face, I'm down. Yeah. I'm back up. Yep. Yeah, that was our whole – that was literally our whole Pacific fleet. And to, to kind of knock MacArthur a little bit, right after Pearl Harbor, Roosevelt sent out a, a telegram to MacArthur basically saying uh, – he was in the Philippines saying, hey, you need to be careful here. We just got hit in Pearl Harbor, wiped out our fleet. We really can't afford you to have any major losses. Well, like four days later, MacArthur gets his ass kicked. And he right, the Battle of um, 
uh, the hell was that? Um, we got his ass kicked, but yeah. it was kind of like yeah, a I forget song. the name of it because he wrote back to Roosevelt, "Our noses are I, on the ground and our tails are in the air." Well, that wasn't that wasn't Pistol Pete, was it? What was that? No, that wasn't that. I don't um, know. But after yeah, but after they mobilized, they went out there. If you look at the World War II history of the islands that they took, it's it's a completely different uh, battleground than than the European theater. European theater, you had landlocked countries overboard. You're talking about islands that you don't know what the fuck's on there, who's on there. There's hidden uh, airfields. That to me, that is the scariest. And the Japanese were a lot more ruthless than the Germans. Germans would at least take give you quarter in a lot of cases. Japanese would just cut your head off. Yeah, they would kill you. I mean, they were they kill were you. awful. They'd put strap bombs to women and children and kill you with them. They were awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. It was all for the empire. Was, which lead, which leads me to the fourth and final question of this evening, Bob. Would you rather be a soldier on the attacking forces of the United States of the Japanese Revenge in the South Pacific on a bloody campaign where you live, but you kill a lot of those Hondas people? Or... Would you rather be on D-Day, advancing, and live that day? Ooh. Yeah. I would probably say the Pacific Theater, just because... Uh, Definitely. That's where, my, that's where my grandfather was. No shit. Damn. Wow. Yeah, him and his brother. It's amazing. Army? Navy. Navy. And I'd want to be Navy. Yeah, it's definitely. Why? Maybe, maybe Marines. I don't know if I want to be the Marines that went into Iwo Jima, though. Oh, that was what brutal. a bloodbath. That's yeah. brutal. That's that's hard. Even if you don't get hit, that's brutal conditions. Yeah, and you know, just you're you don't know where you're where you're walking. You could walk right into one of these guys like in their spider holes. And, oh, you know, he throws a grenade like stuff. Spider hole. You've seen the Mel Gibson movie. I mean, talk about you know. That was a spider hole. It's like basically they just have a hole like a, like a top hole underground. Yeah, foxhole. It's foxhole. Yeah, wild. You know the last Japanese soldier? I think it was on Iwo Jima, but it might have been another island. There was a soldier who didn't formally surrender until yeah. the seventies. I read that. Yeah, he, until it was what? Because he he didn't know the war was over, right? That and he just didn't want it to be over. So they just basically just confined him in his area and fed him and until that's he got amazing. Over. Oh, did he, did, did he still have death? any working equipment? Did he still have any working guns then? I, they I had salt rotted away. Yeah, I think if he had any ammunition, they just would have lobbed a grenade down into his uh, his foxhole there, and that would have taken care of the issue. Yeah, right. That's amazing. If he in there now, he ain't happy. He ain't happy. What do you call a, a horny, or a, a what do you call a Japanese prize fighter whose father has diarrhea? Oh a slap happy jappy with a crap happy pappy. Good night, everybody. I'm Matthew Clark. I'll be in Kansas City next week. <laughs> Don't forget to try your waitress and tip the veal. Got the veal. I know it's getting late there. Do you, John, do you want to do a little sports or do you want to slice tonight? Um, I want to be contentious of the time and your, your breath and your, your dick. I would love to do sports, but I, uh, oh. I was texted like five minutes ago to come downstairs. All right. so, well, I guess you're going to miss the Howard Taft's bathing skills. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's the new thing. Before we go, if John's ever like, hey, you know, the baby's crying, I gotta go. I'll be like, oh, 
oh, I guess Lincoln's shoe sizes are not that important anymore. And we just kind of glossed over that. I guess right. uh, Ulysses S. Grant's uh, cigar rolling habits naked yeah. don't interest you. Fine. No. I guess, I guess no. writing a check for Hannah's college fund is more important than William Henry Harrison's horse's name. That's fine with me if you don't like America. So, uh... <laughs> Why don't you go, go the hell out? <laughs> yeah. Go downstairs just... and be an infidel. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just get on the no-fly list if you don't like Harry S. Truman's uh, daughter's name? Anyway, uh, Bob, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, Bob. Great hope... having you back. Thanks for having me. Sorry sorry if I droned on a little bit, but uh, Never. awesome. Gotta, gotta do this, do this again very Bob, soon. Yeah, yeah we That's need to do this at least once Bob, or twice a week. 25 a.m. Once, yeah, it's a fine. Once or twice a week, we need a history hour. It's so much fun. I feel like every time we barely scratch the surface. I and know. We'll do it again soon. Truly great. Please contribute your thoughts, comments, and prayers to the podcastle on iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. Snap us. From the gentleman in charge of McClellan's Fourth Movement, Mr. Bob from the South Dixie, to the gentleman in charge of Ian McClellan's film titles, John Hastner on IMDb. To the man in charge of an Irishman named Kellen who threw up in my car on St. Patrick's Day that's still there. <laughs> I'm Matthew Clark saying thanks for listening. Good night. Godspeed, everybody. <laughs>